With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Test at home with results in 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're halfway through the week. It's Wednesday, the 6th of April. It's just after 6 o'clock here. What a wee little DJ mix-up. Slur up your head there, little Joey Bell. Well done. That was horrible. <laughs> just kidding, you young mate. Looking good this morning. I love the outfit. Good man. Anyway, we're going to rip into today's show. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show, oh, for you don't know, he's wearing white pants, and Uncle will, will comment on that later on in the morning. Oh, he looks I'm stunning. Sure. He uh, looks stunning. He does. <laughs> he looks stunning. The old, the old Joey Bell. We love the boys in the kitchen. They're doing a fantastic job. Keep it up, lads. All right, Steve Alka today, boys. Steve Alka, fresh off his second victory on the PGA Champions Tour, winning the Ripscan. Rappy Scan, sorry, Systems Classic in Mississippi. He's number three on the money list, and he's amassed 800K this season, Steve Alka. So looking forward to having to chat to him after 7 o'clock. And, well, he's turned his career around because he never won on the PGA. Now he's on the PGA Champions Tour, and we spoke to him last season. He was getting second places, got a couple of wins, and uh, he's starting to fill the wallet up and getting – you know, the rewards that he's put so much effort and time into the golf scene, and now he's getting a lot of the rewards that he never got when he was playing in the major events. So we want to have a good chat to him and also have a chat to him about Tiger Woods because if you haven't seen the scenes, which is rolling around Augusta, with Tiger Woods and about 300,000 people following him around, his every single move. Wow. Looking forward to chatting to him about that uh, as well. And then we're going to have a wee chat to Ken, Ken Bracken. From Hydroflow, Hydroflow are a sponsor of our show. 
and uh, we love having them on board. And uh, we're going to have a chat to him about Hydroflow and just a bit of country clueless because let's be honest, every week I come on the show and something's gone wrong at my house. Something's gone wrong at the Dagville and something went wrong yesterday at our house. We were on the digger and we hit a pipe. So Daggy, down to the to the shop he goes. You go get some more fittings and uh, re- redo this pipe because what was the pipe? Oh, it was the town pipe that, that gives you water, Israel. Uh-huh, well done. Good on you, mate. So we'll have a chat to him about that, Ken Bracken from Hydrofloat. And then our McCafe coffee catch-up with Central Pole student Tiana Maturo. Uh, she is the, uh, Central Pole is sitting nicely in second place. They're coming off a season-defining one-shot win uh, in the dying seconds against the Magic. So we're going to have a wee chat to Tiana about the season and uh, what, what's the plans ahead. And then to finish off the show, we'll keep the theme of pumping up our, our woman, uh, woman sport in New Zealand. We're going to talk to New Zealand athletic sprinter Zoe Hobbs. And uh, she's had a successful campaign over the ditch. Zoe Hobbs with a couple of other flying Kiwi girls. Georgia Hulls, Isabel, Neil, uh, all won finals, all won gold medals over in Australia. And they also teamed up, well, um, Georgia Hulls and Zoe Hobbs teamed up with Livy Wilson and Rosie Elliott to win the four-time 100-metre gold medal in the relay. So we're going to have a chat to Zoe Hobbs. Um, she's run a couple of season bests in the 100-metre sprint. And we'll just chat to her about her season, what's what's changed, what's clicked, and uh, just get some more out of her. So looking forward to that. And that is our show for the morning. We want to hear from you on the text machine, the Tempa Bedpost text machine, double eight double three anytime, or the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800 150 811. Because, well, we love it when you call. And I know un- Uncle Kempi gets excited when you call. So give us a call anytime, please. That's enough from me. Morena to the team in Auckland. How are you? Morena, Izzy, mate, hit a pipe. Really? Seriously? <laughs> a, yeah. I didn't even know you had yeah. a, I didn't even know you had a tractor. Give us a little bit more as a Kubota. It would have to be. M series. Nah, oh, has yeah, to be, yeah, mate. It's definitely Kubota. You put some, <laughs> you put some mag tractor, wheels mate. on it. Have you pimped it out? It's the M. You know the M tractor? It's the M five. M five series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. No, um, no, I've got it. So. If you know, oh, there's a lady in our life called Amanda Jane, Amanda Chambers, and she lived at next to us in her old house. Anyway, so her tiny home's arrived. So she's got her tiny home out the back of our house, which is cool. She's living with us now. She's on, she's uh, made herself at home. And so we've had to just. Well, like a commune. Pipes and, um, who, who did the tiny home? Know, pretty much. Cool. Co- cozy homes. Cozy, cozy homes. homes. So, yep. yeah, it's a, it's a two bedroom little 90 square meter, like, little. Yeah. Little, like trailer, it's cool, bro. So yeah, it got it got put onto the house. Well, it, it got put on these magic feet about on Wednesday last week, and um, so yeah, it's arrived. So we've had to pipe it in with all the water and uh, all the septic to get um, all the septic and the and the and the shower water out of it. So we piped it back to my septic tank. So it's been it's right next to the septic. So it hasn't been a major job. But we've had an awesome guy called Dan um, from down here. He's uh, massage. Uh, he gets massaged from Mandy, so that's how that connection kind of happened. And, yeah, he's been helping out. And so, anyway, I haven't really told him where a lot of things are. <laughs> you know, like cause when you're building a house, there's there's pipes everywhere and, and you should take photos and you should kind of do a wee map so you know where exactly things are. Anyway, he starts digging around, around the septic tank and I'm like thinking, ah, oh, is there pipes here? Is there pipes here? And I'm like, nah, nah, there's no pipes here. Definitely no pipes here. Anyway, bang! 
He was like, what's that blue pipe? And I was like, <laughs> blue pipe? Well, the only blue pipes in this house are, are either town water or our house water. Why, why is that? Have you hit it? He goes, yep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he's, hit our, he's, hit our, he's hit the town pipe. That, that gives us our water Townies. every day. And, uh, <laughs> Town pipe. It's, you notice it's not called a country pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Townies in the country. Well, our, the, town, the town water. Yeah, I'm a townie in the country, 100%, mate. That's why we're getting um, keen on from Hydroflow to give us a, give us a hand because I need every, every help I can get. Um, and, but before that, I forgot to tell him that the irrigation wire was underneath the driveway as well. So he's dug up the driveway and snapped that thing in half, <laughs> and then he put. <laughs> so I had no irrigation around What's my house. What's his name? Dan. Ages. Dan. I just have Dan. We got, have we got, a, got a surname and a and a. I'll just make sure, mate. <laughs> this must cost. Like this must. I know people say life life um, sentence blocks cost a lot, but the the endeavors. Like I'd love to have a running total on what country clueless costs you, because man, that must. Be a <laughs> absolute bag to fix. Yeah, uh, look, it is it is very costly, Louis. Um, look, there's always something else that needs to be fixed or needs to be done, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, we're getting to the end of it. Oh no, you need to build fences and gates and and troughs for the cows. And oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then Daisy's like, "Whoa, we're going to do a stable out here. And I'm like, a stable? Stable. Oh, coming from? <laughs> <laughs> like a full-on stable. You're very elegant coming yeah, retiring there, have you? Oh, mate, she's never-ending. How many um, boxes? You know, you... What's that? How many uh, boxes in your stable? Oh, uh, look, uh, if we do, Louis, look, it's just, you know, tongue-in-cheek. She's probably not going to get her way, Tilly. I'm telling you that. She's never going to get her way. Uh, it'll probably be one. Probably one or maybe two. I don't know. Well, what what well, do you reckon? Well, oh, well, here's the thing. Like, if you're going to do something, do it once, do it right. You're going to start breeding. Uh, Let's be honest. Um, I know you've already bred <laughs> no, humans, but you, you're going to like horses. You get yourself a look. You, I, look, I see the way. And Kimpy, did you notice the way that Izzy was just glowing in the group chat last night, talking about it, some racing and just like the the adrenaline, the rush at all. He's he is fully hooked on horse racing. So the next stage is to get himself a little brood mare like Baz has done. And um, you may as well, mate, just cater for what you might do later on. So just get yourself you know, six little boxes in case you expand. Tilly can have a couple for her ponies, her show ponies. And oh, I suppose Daisy would be getting a, 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 a show horse as well, wouldn't she? Well, Daisy said yesterday we're, uh, we're at uh, Tilly's horse lesson. She's like, I might get back into horse riding too because she used to be a show jumper. Yeah. She grew up um, on the magazine. All the jumping back in, in uh, and yeah, yeah, on the magazine. That's right. Louie, back in her day, she was very good. Uh, <laughs> Let's get her on. So she's she's keen to get back into it. Nah, no, nah, we won't. We'll leave her in bed, mate. She's grumpy. She was very grumpy yesterday when I woke her up at five o'clock and I couldn't get back to bed, Israel. I was like, oh, okay, sorry. I'll be quiet next time. Um, yeah, so she wants to get back into it. <laughs> mate, you, got to, you need to sort the woman out of your house, mate. You could do three hours on Dagville, honestly. It's just the most entertaining thing. Just a, just a tip on the um, when you're building the the um, stockades out the back with the, with the horse, so you're very elegant when it arrives here retired. Mate, build your man shed on the side of it because that, that is going to get more use, I guarantee you. And put your big put your big screen out there, a couple of leather sofas, you know. A nice big fridge. He's got the pool house, mate. He doesn't he's Mate, the kids will use the pool house more than they use the horse house, I'm telling you. Oh yeah. If you're gonna build it, you, you might, might as well build it right. 
You're right on the money there. You're right on the money there, Uncle. I'm getting kicked out of here as soon as the kids <laughs> are able to, you know, get a little bit of independence. When they start realising, Uncle, you'd know this, when do they start realising that you're actually not really cool? Your kids probably already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my kids never, mate. My kids always think I'm cool. It never, never ever happens. They never lose it. No. But but seriously, what they do, what they do do, mate, is they like to. When I'm listening to you, what Tilly's saying, like I want to, I want to, I want a horse, and I want somewhere for it to live, Dad. And the next thing you want a trailer, and then it becomes a truck with you know an eight berth truck with a oh, kitchen in the those, back. Those things no, are no. intense. No. And and the father no, always no. says that. It's never ever going to happen. It's never ever going to happen. And next minute, enrolls the trailer. Next minute, you're looking at trucks on trade me. And Tilly's getting going from five to thirteen to eighteen, and before you know it, your five acres is full of horses. I'm looking forward to when um, when they're older and as he goes away for a Super Rugby or he goes away for an REC and Z trip to Las Vegas, the F1. Um, Daisy's having <laughs> a girls weekend and the kids just absolutely throw the like. And I had some real good parties when I was at Rangiora High School out in out in Ahoka. Like we had some real good parties out in Clarkville around the because you know it was back then it was less built up as well and you could get away with anything and. Uh, the kids, like your property, will be absolutely home to some proper sins, Izzy. <laughs> oh, you've brought up some memories, mate. You, you, everyone's the same, mate. Everyone is the same because I was the same with all my mates. I remember when my best mates, mum and dad, went to to the beach house, and we're like, "Hi," waving them off at the driveway, and then bang. 40 people come home. And everyone wants to go to the Dags house. The pool. The pool house. Of course. Well, well, my mum and dad took the canvas tent, went down to the river. Um, We we were lucky to get in the single single garage out the back there to party with all the boys. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, they're going to be like like, Tilly and Arlo have grown up seeing. Brought up in in (laughs) Hohoka. <laughs> bro, don't worry. I wasn't brought up in the hoke, bro. I was at my rich mate's house when that's I was growing up. Bro. You were the rich mate. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I tell you what, that we weren't partying out in Leithfield Beach. We were going into a, we were going down Tram Road and finding the biggest mansion and pulling up in the paddock out the front. That's the thing. Um, I know exactly what's going on and, and what they're eyeing up. Anyway, that's. Izzy, that's fantastic storytelling, mate. And we're going to have to circle back to this when we have Ken Brecken on because he is Mr. Hydroflow. He's got a slot in the race as well. Um, so they've got Spankham yeah. going up against us with Self Assured. So we'll talk some smack to Ken and we'll get him to figure out your uh, your digger situation. But you did bring up something pretty interesting right in your opening, Izzy, and you came in hot today. Um, it, it was about Joe and his pants mm. and mm. <laughs> I gotta say it's the first thing I noticed as well yeah his girlfriend's left though eh <laughs> yes. yeah she obviously left the pants yeah yeah <laughs> they are they're white they're, they are white pants and, and they are very um sculpted I should say so they're really molded to his body um yeah, they're, they're, oh, look, I've worn white pants, but I wear them once a year, and, and they're, they're our races kind of an outfit, and, and, and it all depends on the shoes. So I'm, I'm only picturing Joe's wearing horrible shoes with them so they don't match. Um, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's just one of those things. To work, probably not. To Rose Hill, yes. <laughs> to SCNZ Radio Booth, no. 
So I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to picture why. Actually, he actually looks why. really, really smart this morning. He's <laughs> spent a bit of time, you know, pam- pampering himself this morning. And I think he, he came in, like, when obviously when he ran Staffy's show, he wore suit, um, as he? He was, <laughs> like, had tie on yeah. and... He'd you get your run sheet? Oh, no, no, not yet. He reckons I'll get it in the first break. I'll get that. I'll get the run sheet in the first. Like, Stephanie gets it delivered the night before, mate. Hand delivered. Like, <laughs> drops it around to his place. Per- apparently. So I hear. Oh, look, I, I, when Izzy mentioned the pants in the intro, I just thought it's a great pickup. And I, I'll tell you what I'm concerned about. And Joe, this is probably, I, like, you know, I'm concerned about you in general, but. It's the fact that they are 100% skinny jeans, except they look really baggy on Joe. So <laughs> there's something fundamentally wrong. Either Joe's not eating it enough um, sustenance, bulking out those thighs, or you've got a size too big. But the, the point on Rose Hill versus a radio booth is pretty It's a good one. Joe, is there anything you've learnt there? <laughs> Yeah, well, I just I just ran out of washing um, because Mum's refused to do my washing right now because she says, "Yeah, I'm moving out soon." She's throwing a bit of a patty. She wants me to do my own washing, and I'm just <laughs> I just don't want to. Um, so you can see a lot of this boys coming when I move out on Saturday. Um, yeah, sorry. It's a good fit though, isn't it? My jeans, my pants. What size? What size are they? Oh, yeah. What size are they? Oh, they're like thirty. They're they're so no, twenty eight. They're they're as small as you size can get. Size of my they're... trunks. <laughs> <laughs> That's disturbing. That's the size of my trunk, mate. We've got a lot of Ooh. we've got a lot of work anyway. to do when um Joe moves out. We're gonna have to hold his hand through a lot Lily. of different things. Yep. You, you want some mail? Yes. <laughs> the mailman's delivered. You want some mail, Uncle? Oh, uh, from you. Does anyone want some? One hundred percent. You want some mail? Okay. Stand by, caller. What's the message I got last night? Stand by. Stand by, Israel. Okay, I stood by and I waited. And then I woke up this morning because I fell asleep really early and I had a text message. Tim thinks she can win. But to be fair, he always thinks that. That's what they always do, horse owners. That said, they are very happy with their preparation. She's in great nick. She wins. The very elegant wins. Stay off it, Izzy. Stay off it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. That little mic drop. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, nah, um, yeah. Look, there's a lot to there's a lot to consider. I mean, I, I, I dare no. say that the yeah, very elegant. She she what a just field. What a what field. Oh. Let's let's go through it at Love Racing. So in, in ten minutes' time, mm. let's go through it. Let's go through it and let's let's have a chat about what we were discussing yesterday about the draws are out now. I wanted to see the draws. Let's go through it and see if we can make the case for each of the horses. And Kempi's already tipped out Juas, so we have to try and work out <laughs> why he's not. tipped out Juas. Um, there's plenty. Oh, else. There has been worse tip, tip. There has been worse tips for that race, and and Duas has got a decent chance. But I didn't tip it out. Juas has got a real good chance, and good on you for tipping it out. 20 past six this morning. We're here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. After this, Tiger Woods is playing in the Masters. Yes, correct. You heard it. You're going to hear from him up after this on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Maggie's Magnesium Range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $3.19. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play. As of right now, um, I'm going to play nine more holes tomorrow. Um, uh, my recovery has been good. I've been very excited about how I've recovered each and every day, and that, that's been 
the, the, the challenge. That's why I came up here and, and tested out for 27 holes because we, we played the par three course. Charlie couldn't help himself. <laughs> um, so was able to play uh, 27 holes that day um, and at home testing it. But it's the recovery. You know, how, how am I going to get all the you know, swelling out and recover for the next day? And uh, my team has been fantastic and worked very hard. Um, so we've got another day of nine more holes and uh, then come game time. You've said countless times throughout your career that you don't enter a golf tournament unless you think that you can win it. Mm -hmm. So the question is simple. Do you think you can win the Masters this week? I do. <laughs> yes, boy. Tiger thinks he can win, Daggy. Fire up. Of course he can. Of course he can. He's always come out and said, if, if I enter a, a tournament or I enter an event, I'm going to go in there and win it. I'm going to go in there with that mindset. Of course he was going to um, head to there with that kind of uh, comment and, and saying something like that. Um, but look, when Tiger's on, there's no one stronger mentally. And when he's got his physical game in, in, in check, and that's the only question marks at the moment, is physically can he get through a gruelling 72 holes four days of, of golf up and down you know the undulation the things you don't see on the tv it is very very undulating that taught that course so there's a lot of up and down kind of situations you're always hitting on an angle so his body is going to be worked i just hope he can get through these nine holes and and then they get to the end day they tick the box and they say look we're in this we're going to do it paying 41 bucks yesterday is 56 dollars so someone's seen something uh, look and i've read something i've read something on twitter yesterday about his golf game. His work around the greens is good. His power is probably a little bit less than, than the other golfers, but his his like finesse and his work around his short game is on point. So Tiger's got the game to go there and perform, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a wee dabble, Uncle. I'm going to have a wee sh look at that, 41 bucks, and just chuck a wee dollar on it, dollar each way, and see how it goes, eh? Yeah, have a look at the ex have a look at the exotics maybe and see you know top ten, top four, um, you know even at forty six dollars you'd you know chuck chuck a little bit on that knowing Tiger, and if there was anyone that could afford a, a specialist team to get the swelling out as you know is he yeah. there's plenty of swelling after a training session, um, mm. <laughs> there's plenty of swelling <laughs> after a game and and people do get the swelling out so. I'm pretty sure he's got the best people sitting on the books waiting to get their hands on him after he walks 18 holes. He ain't he ain't running in, he ain't running into Caleb or he ain't running into Izzy Dag, you know what I mean? So I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that there'll be a little bit of swelling there but he should be fine. 5 bucks top 10 Tiger Woods. Oh. Paying 5 bucks. Oh, I mean that's got to be a bet because because it's hard it will be hard to win. Like uh, mm. obviously, obvious statement of the, the decade, but it is gonna like there is it's so competitive at the top. But if you're getting five bucks for him to be in contention on uh, Monday morning, I love it. If he thinks he can win, and you see, I know Izzy made the point where he's always going to say that, but I guess the point is he wouldn't even be there. Like he wouldn't even yeah. be sitting in front of the press talking if he didn't think he could genuinely win, and that was the point that the journalist was making. Eh? So mm. he's the ultimate kind of like win or don't even bother kind of Kobe mentality. That like hard out Michael Jordan, that absolute ruthless winning edge. And what I realised yesterday watching him practice at Augusta, he is golf, and we've talked about it before, but it's just confirmed oh, it again. Yeah. Tiger Woods is golf. 
Peter's golf. You're right on the mate. Look at these crowds following him around, mate. Like, there's that is the final day at Augusta on the Masters following the final group, and they're watching him three days out from the event go around, hit balls. And if you've ever seen someone practice, like they hit a drive, then they'll go up and drop five balls around the green, and then they'll just chirp, chirp, and they'll just you know have a little muck around to try and get all the reads of of all the parts of the green. So if they if they had a wayward shot, they'll jump in the bunker, they'll hit a few other bunkers. So it's like a it's like a fun game of watching it. And he's drawing about thirty, forty thousand people watching him play golf. Imagine being the other golfers, Louis. Imagine being the yeah. other golfers. Do you? I know, and they've always been asked the questions about Tiger. They've always been asked, mate, like, Tiger, what does he bring? And, like, you know, what are your memories? When someone's, do you think they get jealous? Do you think they get a, a bit of, like, man, there's other people playing this tournament too. Oh, Kempi, we'll get your thoughts on that after the news. I wonder, Izzy, if they love it because it takes all the deflection. Yeah. It takes all the pressure off them. Mm. Nobody's watching. Rory, nobody's watching Rory at the range this weekend. This week, nobody's questioning him. When is he going to get the career grand slam? And it's kind of takes that little edge off. We'll ask Kempi what he thinks after this. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Love racing, not far away as well. <laughs> Don't you miss that sweet, sweet smell of burnt toast on a Wednesday morning, 27 away from 7 a.m. So much going on around the world and in the kitchen. Uh, Aaron Finch right now for Australia is 51 off 39. They need 23 from 27 with four wickets in hand. Uh, This is Australia against Pakistan, so they're in a canter and a T20 over there. Good on Aussie. They've been going really well in this tour to Pakistan. They will be stoked with their performance. Interesting to see who coaches Australia next as well. Hey, just before we left off, Kempi, other players with the buzz around Tiger Woods, will they be jealous? Will they be loving it? Will they be distracted? At the at the Masters, I think I think they love it. I think they love that everyone mm. goes and puts the pressure on Tiger and gives them an opportunity just to focus on... Um, Going into the into match play, knowing that you know there's no one actually looking at them, and they can just concentrate on on preparation. So, man, the, the amount of pressure the guy soaks it up. And I was just thinking about it this morning. Like, he's got more money than a bull can, you know, get out of itself. <laughs> um, and what is the motivation? But but if you have a look at, well, I'm not allowed to say that word on the radio, is he? I've been I've been <laughs> censured a couple of times already. Um, but what? What you you look at when you're looking at the titles is that Jack Nicholas, for instance, he's trying to chase him. You know, if you look at Jack Nicholas and his Masters, he's got he's got six Tigers, got five. Um, there's you know that motivation for him to be the to be the best. Everyone talks about him being the best, but the statistics don't stack up mm. against them. Are they the t- sorry the t- mm. statistics stack up against them because the one bloke that's in front of him is Jack Nicholas. So. Um, I think when he says, you know, oh, I think I can win. I think what he's saying is, I really want another win. I want to, I want to get to mm. that 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 front that that front. I want to be um, very elegant. Who is he's on on the weekend chasing down Animo? So, so if he if he doesn't get this win, Louis, I know we can do a love racing. If he doesn't get this win, people have already come out and stated he is the goat, but he's obviously three off Jack Nicholas. 
So, mm. that, yeah, is he the GOAT? Do you think he's the GOAT, Louis, with what he's done in golf? Or is Jack Nicklaus, because he's got three more majors than Tiger Woods, is he the GOAT? I think this is actually yeah, like the LeBron. Uh, look, uh, there's, a, there's a bit of... Yeah. Uh, it's a the golf goat question is way more complex than the basketball one, I think, because yeah. because Jack mm. actually statistically was as dominant as he was where he was actually dominant, and nobody could get near Jack, and it was a different era, and and people there was great golfers, and it was it's less clear cut. But then you look at Tiger, who's been a transcendent star, and we just we know that Tiger is golf, and Tiger's got the statistical resume because you look at many how many PGA events he's won, and also he's yeah. got done it yeah. through the the really kind of cutting edge professional era of it where it's really changed. Then you look at the fact Tiger changed the way golf was played by getting in the gym and hitting bombs. Um, it's actually real muddled. It's really muddled, and it depends yeah. what you value. I know a lot of people will just say Tiger is golf and Tiger changed golf, so that makes him the GOAT. And I don't think there's a wrong answer between Tiger or Jack. Uh, we'll continue that throughout the morning. Actually, mm. double eight, double three. Is there a way to differentiate what Tiger and Jack has done, and what does Tiger need to do to go clear ahead of him in his career? If he wins this Masters... I think you'll struggle to find anyone to criticise him as mm. the, the greatest ever. LoveRacing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, news, reviews, previews. Alapuni on Friday. We can't wait for that. That's enough we'll say there. Um, this weekend, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Izzy reckons mm. Very Elegant's mm. going to win. Kempi reckons Duas is going to win. Stop it. I'm leaning towards Animo, and I just can't wait. You know... Are we not respecting Zaki, is he? Zaki's going to get to the front, bowl along. He's yeah. going to be up over 2,000 metres. Jamie Caron, drawn a great gate. Are we mm. not respecting the big boy? Probably. I think so. <laughs> Look, it's, it's, I was messaging last night, and you were sending me all these um, YouTubes of, of the great races, that Probabil, Tiako Shark one. And I love that probable win, mate. That was just that turn of foot, eh? To come from, like, last with about 130 to go to, like, win it, that, that just gave me goosebumps. So oh, I think we are. We're, we're obviously not giving Zaki the, the respect it deserves, but, um, mate, I'm just so excited for that race. I've never been so excited for a race, and this one there's, like, 10 horses that I've absolutely loved throughout my one year of punting. That uh, that just get me excited, mate. <laughs> I love that, mate. Just yeah, stick it in the back pocket. He <laughs> take it, take it home now. You're you're in front. If it's only been one year, you're well in front. Yeah, well, it's only down from here. Let's be honest. Um, the, the 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 draws. This is a rare case where the draws have kind of helped every horse as well. So Dallasan mm. one, Montefilia two. Montefilia, remember, knocked off very elegant and very elegant didn't have too yeah. many excuses. She just couldn't keep up with Montefilia mm. last start. Zaki gets barrier three. <laughs> Grand final day, baby. <laughs> Zaki gets barrier three. We'll jump to the lead. Think it over gets barrier four. We'll try and go with Zaki and probably just sit outside him, I think. Animo gets barrier five. So we'll hopefully, if he jumps and Tommy Berry can get him out, can slot in behind Zaki and, and think it over. I'm Thunderstruck will probably be right next to Animo. Hopefully pocket um, Animo right right from there with Mark Zara on board from Barrier 6. Very elegant, drawn 7, so she won't have any issue maybe you know settling maybe 6th or 7th in the run Perfect. back in the field. Mount Popper from 8. I'm not sure what they'll do with Mount Popper. Maybe push the button and go forward, which is fine. And then Juas, Barrier 9, who loves to get back in her racing as well. She will probably try to be last. Josh Powell will probably try to sit exactly behind Very Elegant and we 
when James McDonald pulls out around the bend and tries to put some pace into the race and really make it a staying test on Very Elegant, uh, Juas will have the perfect suck into the race and hopefully try to go over them in the last 100 metres. This is mm. a rare case where all <laughs> the horses have drawn perfectly for their racing patterns. It's very, very exciting. This is going to be huge, Kimpy. Yeah, it'd be interesting to, um, if you do the homework on the sectionals too and give us a real... Um, analytical look at it, Louis. Maybe tomorrow on that race to see whether or not your um, your script on how they actually jump out and and whether or not Duas is going to have the speed to get past those speeds up front. So yeah. um, it all depends. Uh, I will, and it all, in every race, but especially a race like this over two thousand metres at Randwick, it all comes down to tempo. Yeah, it all comes down to pace because very elegant will have to. If there's no pace in it, James will have to get going on very elegant and try and come around them and make it a staying test and get up and eyeball them. Say at the three hundred, if there is good pace in the race, because think it over and Zaki and maybe uh, Mount Popper get into it down the back straight and put some tempo on it. Well, Juas and Very Elegant can just sit pretty and they they both have an explosive finish and they can fly over top of them. So it would be really good to to be talking to the Chris Wallers and that now to say, what is a strategy? They won't. Like, you know. They won't but, be honest. Yeah, I, I know. I know, but you, 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 can, you can just hear them talking to the jockey. We're going to take the speed out of it um, early. No, I want you to go hard early. I want you to drag them into it. You know, we're gonna what we're gonna sit and wait. You know, they're all gonna have their strategies, and like you said, the draw yesterday has put them all in the box seat. Why don't we try and get Annabelle Nisham on the show again? Because she bought she Go bought because she bought Moong's little brother at the sales as well, and we're gonna try and petition her to call it Izzy Dag. Um, so, <laughs> Daggy, it'll be lame, mate. It'll be lame. And we'll ask her, Zaki, on a heavy track over the two thousand meters. Go on, Annabelle. Annabelle, give us the steer. Is is he a chance? Because you're right. We'll try and Is get the track s- held up, Louis? Oh, is the track held up after last week? She don't know. I mean, you Google the weather in Sydney. It was meant to be raining for a month. Uh, it'll be heavy, mate. It'll be heavy, but yeah, okay, but. It did dry, and they actually had, loves heavy. They have had some sun. I look at the weather forecast: Wednesday raining, Thursday raining, Friday raining, Saturday raining. Double eight, double three. Who do you like? Oh, we're going to get off. Jeez, we could talk about this all day. People are sick of it already. Eighteen and a half away from seven this morning. Daggy's got us all fired up. He's into it. Tiakau Shark over the top. The shark circling for the kill. What a great day that was in the Chipping Norton. Mm. Uh, Quizzy Dag though, back on track. Give us a call. 0800-150-811. Love racing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. $50 TAB bonus bet up for grabs. Come see us. Home with results in 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. This is how you do it. Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quiz is on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie, phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs, TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you're wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it, this is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it, Quizzy, they come play it. Oh, 800. 150 811. Now give us a call. Oh, <laughs> oh Louie. Love it. Love it, mate. Get in there. Get in the beatbox out. 
see, let's go. Let's rip into this one. Cozy Dag. We're going to go to Mark. He's up first. Let's go. Marky Mark. Morning. Morning, boys. Morning, Marky. All right, mate. We're going to rip straight into it. Here we go. You ready? How many yep. goals have the Wellington Phoenix conceded in their last two games? 11. 11 is correct. Well done. Question number two. During the 2013 NBA season, the Boston Celtics made a trade to the LA Clippers that included their head coach. Who was the coach? Uh, good question. Find a friend. Love you, be 40. Many rivers ago. Um, Five, four, three, Brad Stevens. Two. <laughs> 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 no, sorry, Marky brother. Hope your family's well and and have a good day, brother. You too, Mark. Awesome. You're gonna go, Jade. Jade and Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Kia ora, brother. Kia ora, mate. Kia ora, kia ora. During the 2013 NBA season, Boston Celtics, they traded to the LA Clippers that included their head coach. Who was the coach? Doc Rivers, bro, I think. Yeah, it was Doc Rivers. Well done. (laughs) Great clue there, Uncle. Question number three. The many Masters tournaments. I mean, sorry. How many Masters tournaments did Jack Nicholas win? Five, four, three... Oh, we already gave you the answer in the in the previous comments. I used to love winning this, wearing this jersey. Oh, two clues. Uh, oh, six, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it is number six. Well done. Question number four: Which player currently leads Super Rugby in points scored? Oh. Uh. He's an Australian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is it more than a Ricky Moore? Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I think he was born Richie in New South Mo- Wales. He's one of those confused Australians too, is he? No, it wasn't Richie Moore. Sorry, mate. We're going to go to Brett. Uncle Brett. Uncle Brett. Kilda. Hey, Uncle Brett, where's the best Ooh. place to eat in Huntley, bro? Oh, um... Uh, the, the, the big cave in the, in the main street, I think. Uh, get a steak meal for breakfast. We on. <laughs> <laughs> Medium raw. Nice, man. Awesome. Here we go. Question number four. Which player currently leads Super Rugby in points scored? Uh, an Aussie. Uh, who kicked for the Brumbies? Uh, Lonigan? No, it's oh. not Lonigan. Sorry, Unc. Have a good, <laughs> <laughs> have a good day, bud. We're gonna go to Brenton in Auckland. Morning, Brenton. Morning, brother. Morning, Brenton. Which player currently leads Super Rugby in points scored? No, I would, don't have a clue, mate. League's my game, mate. Good man. <laughs> yeah. You want a clue, Uncle? Give him a clue, Unc. He's had some terrible haircuts like the league players. Ah, oh, he has. And 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 that guy, um, he he was a skipper of the first America's Cup. The American. Same name. 
Oh, all good, brother. All good, Brenton. <laughs> Thanks for calling, mate. <laughs> Have a good day. We're going to go to Charlie and Geraldine. Charlie. Hey, mate. I'm actually in Christchurch. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 no, no, mate. Is, is there any other clues, mate? No, I work in Christchurch. I drive up from Geraldine. You know, that big, oh. guy, that big guy, that big American that used to roll, roll around in the America's Cup way back in the day. Had oh, mate. I'll just have to have a stub it. If it's a Brumbies player, we'll go. Um... Now it's a Reds. Oh, I've got no idea, mate. <laughs> Plays ten. <laughs> no Zade, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Zade, Zade will get it. Come on, Zade. I think he's still put haunts. us out of our misery. Yeah, he's still, is, he's... It, is, it, is it James O'Connor? Yeah, Zade, of course it's. He it still is James Beaver. O'Connor. He does. <laughs> Question number five: Which TV One journalist? Guy Havelt played Augusta National. What was his score? When, sorry. What was his score when he played Augusta? What was his score? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we interviewed him yesterday. Come on, guys. We interviewed Come him on, yesterday. Guys. We Come interviewed on, him guys. yesterday. He told us yesterday. I know he played in 2017, but I don't know about a score. I don't know. Maybe a phone a friend? No clue. I don't know. Phone a friend. Quickly. Phone a friend. Okay. Um... Just short of a hundred. Ninety-nine. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, it's not, it's not no, ninety-nine. Hey, sorry, hey, we're, we're calling this off. We've got to go. We're, going, we're stuck on the last. We are absolutely stuck on the last. Uh, the, the the question. The answer is ninety, and it's a rollover. We've got a rollover tomorrow. Quizzy Dag done for another day. A hundred dollar TAB bonus bet tomorrow. Come see us. Call us again. It's double the prize. Double hard questions tomorrow. The kid- Shop the Maggie's Magnesium range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $3.19. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. We're coming up to 7 o'clock. We've got a big hour ahead. We've got Steve Alka. He's just won his last match. He's missed 800k this year in earnings, so he's on a bit of a heater. We're going to have WeChat to him and then Ken Bracken of Hydroflow. So we've got a big couple of hours Ahead of us, remember, Quizzy Dag, no one won the $50, so tomorrow jackpots, $100 for the Quizzy Dag tomorrow, and then you can maybe chuck that on off the Queen Elizabeth stakes, because one of us will lead you into one thing, because what a field, Woo, it's getting me excited. Anyway, Steve Alker coming up, and then Ken Bracken, followed by Tiana Maturo, and then Zoe Hobbs, the 100 metre sprinting specialist for New Zealand, coming up after 8 o'clock. We're off to catch... We're off to Aroha with the news for Kubota. I'm going to get a McCafe on my way. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Maggie's Magnesium range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just $3.19. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Wednesday the 6th of April, and if you've just joined us, welcome in. We had a good solid hour, and you're in for a jam-packed hour ahead of us. It's just after 7 o'clock. 
And what we've got coming up, we're going to talk to Ken Bracken from Hydroflow, and he's going to come on. And, well, I've spoke about it earlier, irrigation problems, just farm life problems, life sentence blocks, they used to call them. So we're going to have a wee chat about how we can sort out Daggy's situation going down here in uh, Christchurch or, or Hooker. Uh, having a wee chat to him. And then our McCafe coffee catcher, we're going to talk to Tiana Meturo. Um, she's They're sitting nicely for the Central Pulse. They're sitting nicely in second place. And they're coming off a season to finally one-shot victory over uh, the Magic. So looking forward to having a chat there. We're going to have a wee chat to Steve Valka. And he has been playing some extremely good golf, consistent golf as of late. Now, I know the other day we had a lot of text messages on the text machine regarding Steve Alka, so make sure you please send us a text, double eight, double three, if you've got any questions for the great man. Um, we've got a hit, we're going to have a wee chat to him right now, so if you've got any questions, double eight, double three, or anything you'd love to know, uh, make sure you give us a text on the text machine, because I've got a lot of questions. I know we spoke to him last year uh, when he was you know, just starting his um, PGA Tours champion. And he was winning, he was second, third, second, third, and then he had that breakthrough win uh, to, to start his champion's career off to a good start. So um, he's an absolute champion, and he's very, very consistent as of late. And you've got to think, boys, I know we're going to have a chat to him very, very shortly. You've got to have a think. When he played on the PGA ch- uh, Tour, and he was a professional, and he never had any success, and if, you've, if you're not in the top 20 or you're not in the top, 30s essay, like the money and, and the, the sponsorship side to things is difficult. Golf is a very difficult game. Financially, you need a lot of sponsors, you need a lot of help to travel, to get around, to be able to give you the, the, the tools that you need to get the success. And for Steve Alka, he wasn't able to get there in the PGA Tour. He just grinded away, grinded away, and now he stayed true, he stayed committed, and now he's reaping those rewards with um, the PGA Champions Tour. He's already amassed 800k this year, so I'd, I just can't wait to chat to him about that. Is this, like, uh, life-defining for him? As I say, not, not, not all about sport, but that is his job and his career, and he's got to put food on the table for his family, and he has been able to do that of late. So, yeah, for you, for you Unc, um, for someone like Stephen Alka, who didn't have a very successful pro career... But now he's having an outstanding career post. What would this do for us for someone that has been, you know, slogging their guts out for their entire life? Now he's in his fifties, heading towards retirement, and he's finally been able to set up his family. Look, this is career defining, life defining, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, and the the resilience of the man to hang in there. We are, you could imagine how tough it was getting to some of those mm. tournaments and f- you know falling out the back end of them and not. I guess getting a, getting what he's um, getting today, which is the 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 lollies and and the and the rewards of mm. of winning a couple of tournaments. So, oh look, I, I look at the likes of Michael Cam- Campbell, Steve Elka, um, even Young Foxy. What what he's doing on the tour this, these days, it's amazing. Mm. You know that New Zealand is still still right up at the top of the game. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, Uncle. We got him on the line. Great to have the man of the moment on the line, Stephen Elka. It's Masters Week, and while all eyes are on Tiger Woods, it was another one of our favourite golfers getting the job done this week on the Champions Tour. Steve Alka cashed a very nice check, getting his second win on the tour in Mississippi. This was his third top five finish in five tournaments this year, and he hasn't finished outside the top 20, showing that every what every golfer wants, a high 
level of consistency and determination. And Steve is on the line with us now out of Arizona. Good morning, Steve. How are you, bud? Morning. How are you doing? All right? Oh, very well. Very, very well. And it's great to have you on the show because earlier on the week, the text machine was going ballistic with uh, Steve Alka um, getting... You know, leading the tournament, shooting a, a you know course record, and and just putting yourself into positions to to win the tournament, and then you get the job done, mate. So, tell us about the last yeah. weekend in Mississippi. Well done, congratulations. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you very much. Um, yeah, you know, obviously we've it's our schedule's kind of a bit sporadic at the moment, so it's we've had three weeks mm. off. So, I kind of went in uh, fresh, you know, off a kind of three week run, and then. Um, you know, just a little bit of practice and kind of working really hard on the short game, you know, putting and chipping, that's kind of everything with uh, with golf, really. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it just kind of clicked over the weekend. I just kind of got into my stride and, and made a few more putts and, and worked out nicely. So, so look, I'm, look, I'm coming off about a three or four week break from the golf game. I haven't <laughs> chipped or I haven't putted anything. Um, but yourself, so what, what were those little things uh, that you were able to uh, to get right, so you didn't. Were you hitting like thousands of ball every day, or were you just doing little bits every now and then to keep the flow, uh, the feeling nah. kind of there? Like, what was the secret? Yeah, well, I'm an old guy now, so I don't have any as many balls as I <laughs> used to. Uh, so <laughs> I kind of knocked that on the head a little bit, and uh, but I tend to work out more on the body. I kind of do a lot more fitness than I used to, and uh, right. and just a lot of short game. As I said, I. Um, I worked really hard mm. on my putting because it was a bit scratchy, um, you know, the, the last three weeks I played. So um, just kind of small things, you know, like just working on my setup and getting my routine set and, and just um, and just kind of dialing in on, you know, um, on, on speed really. So, you know, just really small tweaks and that was the difference. And that was kind of holding me back a little bit. And, you know, my short game was good. You know, I didn't make any bogeys. So when I missed a green... Um, you know, I, I was getting up and down. So all those little things kind of help and, and um, you know, keeps the keeps the score down, which is great. Steve, congratulations on your win. If Izzy's coming off a three-week layoff of golf, I'm coming off about a three-decade <laughs> one, mate. So um, I, I hear you when you're talking about short games and putting and stuff like that. Just talking a little bit about your body and the resilience um, and the importance of making sure that you're in top shape to get these wins. Just take us through, like, you know, from a from a yeah, you know, we we're used to collision sport and recovering. Take us through your yes. recovery after a after a you know, eighteen holes. What's that entail? Yeah, um, again, I mean eating because uh, you know obviously we're out there, and I try to eat on two or three times on the way around. But afterwards, I always like to eat, you know, pretty soon, um, and I always finish up with some stretching. Like we're we're very fortunate; we have trailers out here, and we can we have access to. You know, physical trainers and chiros. So, getting some stretching, be a little bit of chiro, anything like that. Uh, just a nice warm down. In the evening, I always I, I travel with my uh, foam roller. I, I can't you know live without that thing. So, it's kind of like my on-road masseuse, you know. So, I always always use that in the evening, and I kind of feel like I I always wake up now like refreshed and ready to go, and, and not too many aches and pains. So, um, that's that's pretty big for me. But um, yeah, you know, you know. And then you know, off season is just kind of the harder work. So, but yeah, week in week out, I'm kind of doing that when I'm on the road. Beautiful, beautiful. We're gonna we're gonna talk shortly about Tiger Woods and what's 
he's about to embark on at Augusta, you'd know uh, full well the, the strenuous uh, you know, things that will be going through his body when he takes that uh, uh, opportunity on. But quickly, before we get to there, I want to just ask you a quick question about your, your career. So your career, you, you played in the PGA Tour and you weren't able to you know, get the success that you are, you are getting at the moment. But for you, with what you're, you know, uh, you're creating right now, you're creating a life and, you, and you're creating wins, you're getting that winning feeling, you're getting money in the, in, in the wallet, lots of it, as I must say. But like, is this, is this life-defining for you? And what, is there something that you are able to notice that you're doing now that you weren't able to do when, or you weren't doing when you were playing on the PGA Tour? Is there something that you can pinpoint yeah, it to? No, good, good question, mate. I mean, um, you know, first of all, it, it is a second career for me. It's, it's kind of a second wind, and mm. and you know, I, I want to take advantage of that. So, you know, just working a bit harder and, and and trying to do the right things. But you know, it's it, it's amazing how it's kind of I don't feel as much pressure out there, and um, I think I'm more mm. relaxed. I mean, that, that that's the biggest thing. It's not not in terms of the golf game because it's always going to be been there. And I've kept playing and I've stayed competitive. So not a lot has changed. And obviously it's got better and it's clicking and it's all great. But I, I think just uh, just having the freedom and, the, and and being more relaxed and, um, you know, I'm, I'm still intense out there and doing my stuff and want to win. But mm. um, I, I think just the whole atmosphere um, has changed and more relaxed. And, and that's been a huge contributing factor to to some of the success, you know, so, but these guys are good. I mean, they can nice. still play. So, you know, that going out, mm. you, you got to shoot, you know, at least four or five under a day, maybe six, some, some venues. So if, if you want to win, you still got to golf your ball, but um, you're definitely more relaxed for sure. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like the focus is, is, you know, come a long way, Steve, and, and I really take my hat off to you for that. Moving on, moving into the, the majors this weekend, um, you know, it's all been about Tiger Woods and, you know Cam Smith yeah. and how he how he came out of his last tournament. You know I think he's paying fourteen dollars, fifteen dollars at the moment as a favourite. Where do you see the the top players lying at the moment? Surely you must be talking about um, who who will be going into this as as some of the favourites. You, you got anyone in mind? Yeah, I mean people have asked me, and I haven't been following social media too much. I mean, if I missed. Something is Tiger actually confirmed he's playing yet, or is he still preparing? Steve, I'm, I'm a little bit Steve, out of the loop. Stay there, Steve. Listen to this. This will answer your question. Uh, <laughs> hold on, we're going to we're going to play exactly what Tiger reckons he can do. Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play. As of right now, um, I'm going to play nine more holes tomorrow. Um, uh, my recovery has been good. I've been very excited about how I've recovered each and every day, and that, that's been the, the the challenge. That's why I came up here and, and tested out for 27 holes because we, we played the par three course. Charlie couldn't help himself. Um, so was able to play uh, 27 holes that day um, and at home testing it. But it's the recovery. You know, how, how am I going to get all the you know, swelling out and recover for the next day? And uh, my team has been fantastic and worked very hard. Um, so we've got another day of nine more holes and uh, then come game time. You've said countless times throughout your career that you don't enter a golf tournament unless you think that you can win it. Mm-hmm. So the question is simple. Do you think you can win the Masters this week? I do. Dang. There you go, there you go Steve. He's confirmed yeah. it. What, what do you think? Well, you know, it's, it's amazing. The guy is amazing because, uh, you know, 
to get to the situation where he is right now, you know, after what's happened is, is incredible in a one. But, you know, don't put it past him. And, you know, it sounds like he's going to play. Mm. And obviously, you know, I think, you know, when he does something like this, he puts his mind to it, he's going to, he's going to do it. So, um, but, but as he said, he's right, you know, hit the nail on the head. It's, it's all about his recovery and, and getting around the course and, um, you know, Will the lack of preparation in terms of competition hurt? I don't think so. Tiger's got so mm. much uh, in his memory bank in terms of like winning and, and and preparation things like that. That you know it probably doesn't really matter to him that much. So mm. yeah, you know who knows? It wouldn't put it past the guy. It'd be a it'd be a um, amazing story. I mean, it'd be just historical, really. Uh, but who else mm. do I like? Um, Cam Smith. I mean, he's in good form. He's a great putter and pitcher and chipper of the ball, that's what you need around the Masters um, you know, you can't put it past Kipka he's going to be all fired up for a major, he always is you know um, just, you know, he hasn't played that great this year I don't think, I haven't really been following him but mm. he'll just come out blazing um, you know, so I mean, and, and of course number one, Scotty Scheffler's playing great, he's won three times, um, he's kind of a yeah. cutter of the ball, so Augusta yeah, you kind of need to work it both ways and maybe more of a draw. But, you know, John Rahm, of course, he's, you know, he's pretty good around there. So, yeah, look for all those guys. They'll, they'll be right up there. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, you you took nail on the head there with how you play Augusta. Chipping, putting, and your short game needs to be right on. The greens there are mm. lightning quick. I uh, really appreciate your time on the show, Steve Alka. Congratulations on all your success. Just before I let you go, uh, are you turning left or are you turning right on the plane? <laughs> uh, do I have to answer that? <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to answer that, mate. I just have a little tongue-in-cheek. We have Paul Cole on and he's he's turning left now because he's winning. So I'm just like, mate, Steve Alka's turning left all the time now. He's winning. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Oh. Awesome. Hey, congratulations, mate. Appreciate your time on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And congratulations and all the best for the rest of the season. Keep it up. And uh, everyone here in New Zealand are extremely proud of you. Our text machine flies when you're when you're there or thereabouts on the golf world. So thanks for flying the flag and, and all the best. Excellent. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. That's so yes. good, Izzy. She <laughs> <laughs> was like... What do I say here? Am I going to be out of my bay? Just say, look, I always turn left. Now I've said it to Paul Cole. He always messages me. He's, you see him tweet about the jet. He says, I'll fire up my own jet last night. He's, he's on the one. He's on one old Paul Cole. Uh, and, so and, Steve Alka's making tw- 20 times more as him. And here we go on cue Kempi League reference about second class citizens. <laughs> yeah, mate, kettle class. Don't worry. Kempi's oh, eyes are rolling very, back Very, very rarely we hopped on a plane and turned left. Okay. It's like clockwork around here. Uh, that's so good. And do you know what? Good on him. Uh, I just took down a mm. quote. It's a second win for me, a second career, and I want to take advantage of that. It's amazing. I don't feel as much pressure out there. I'm more relaxed. And so that, that's cool. one mm. thing to be able to get there, but then the second thing, Kempi, to be able to recognise that and embrace it and then capitalise and maximise off it, right? Yeah, it was It was like listening um, to a little bit of history, you know, like he was when he was talking, he was he was saying, without saying it, well, this is what I never done when I was when I was playing. Like I I didn't take the time to eat properly when I was when I was playing. I didn't take the time to warm down, mm. stretch, get my body right, 
spend the time mentally um, to get these wins. And, and now that he does it, he's having some success. Bang on. And he's embracing it and he's laughing about turning left on the plane. And is he just had to throw that little <laughs> had to throw that one in Sorry. there. It, nah, it's great. It's great. That's our promo, mate. That is brilliant stuff. Steve Alka, what a legend. Alrighty, twenty minutes past seven. Uh Baz Nizzy for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Bears out there carving up the IPL. Kempi in the seat. And while we got Kempi in the seat, Wednesdays it's all about what the Warriors have done in the media the night before. Team naming Tuesday. The team is named and we found some very interesting comments from Sean Johnson that we want to play you and get Kempe's reaction to. Sean Johnson, have you noticed a change in that one game against the Broncos? Did you notice something that was different about what he was playing and the style of leadership he was uh, exhibiting? Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. What have you seen from Sean Johnson? Kempe's going to give his take after this. Twenty one minutes past seven. To Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. 26 minutes past seven, Warriors fans will be absolutely stoked to see Sean Johnson getting on the field and showing what he was brought back into the team to do this year. He faced media yesterday and well, he spoke about his role and how he sees it. You know, like the club didn't sign me back here to be the hot stepper, yeah. quite like real player. You know what I mean? I'm not that. They didn't sign me for that. You know, I believe they signed me because I can add a sense of calmness to the group and a bit of, a bit of experience in a crucial area. So I didn't come back here. You know, wanting to be that player, I came back here wanting to be the player I've been the last three years at the Sharks. And that's, you know, given the players around me a bit of confidence and steering the ship. So certainly having weapons like Walshie, Cody, Chanel, players like that around you allows me to do that role because it's all about balance. So you can't just be one-sided. You've got to have, you know, multiple threats. And I think we've got that and we'll figure continue to figure out how we can best utilise it. Yeah, look, I like the way he was talking to Sean and, and, and exactly what we were saying last week, Louis, about coming back and steering the ship and getting them around the field. Um, I like how he pushed the pressure onto the other parts of the spine too by calling them weapons and Cody Nicarima and, and Sean Harris-Tavita. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's a, a, a big show of his cards there and saying you guys really need to step up and help me this year. And also... Um, one of the things that he, he, he admittedly said himself that I'm not the hop stepper anymore. I've come back after three years of being at Cronulla to, to steer the ship. To, to Basically what he's saying is to manage the game for the side. And we saw that last week. I honestly last week thought his kicking game was outstanding. Is he? Mm. Yeah, no, I loved it. I loved it, um, Kempe. And, and he spoke about it. He's a different um, style of player that we used to him with the Warriors. Eight years ago, he was that hot stepper, the guy that would attack the line and try and create... Now he's got players around him that are weapons. They're exciting machines, excitement machines. I loved how he was like, you know, referring to to the kind of trajectory that Reese Walsh has gone on in that interview. And Reese Walsh, where he's heading to now, so he can help him um, transform in that sense. There's a lot of hype about uh, about Reese Walsh at the moment. Sean Johnson was there, you know, was he able to handle that those heights and, and the hype that was around him? Sean will have a lot of lessons from that as well. So he'll be able to pass that on to. To Reese Walsh and the conversations they're having about him, mate. Um, yeah, loved loved what he was about. Like the one thing that the Warriors they did in that game, which they haven't been doing in the past, I think completing their sets, Uncle. And you know exactly how far that goes to winning the game when they're giving them they're the ball to the six, they're putting in a nice solid kick. They're putting the defensive line, uh, attacking teams under pressure with the defense. Defensively, they were really good last week. Um, so completing their sets and getting to the kick. Hugely, hugely important. That's what they did last week. Yeah, look, kick, 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 chase, and and basically how he was positioning those kicks. He was thirty, forty out. He was select, kick selection was spot mm. on, and he was allowing the 
the defenders to get up and make the tackle right on or, or near the try line of the Broncos, which meant that the Fords had to travel all the way back. And Haas was, they basically took the sting out of Haas's, Haas's carries because he had to continually travel all the way back to the to the offensive line. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I see the Reese Walsh thing. If, if Sean can really step up here and just manage games and not try mm. to win it on every play, I can see Reese Walsh really stepping up this year. Because what he will mm. have is he will have someone who's really calm in front of him and taking care of the rest of the game. So when he injects himself, and he's got so much energy this year, people haven't actually seen the amount of work that he's been doing off the ball, Reese Walsh. I'll give you a prime example. They dropped that mm. ball down on the 20-metre line, and, and everyone else stops and thinks, oh, they knocked it on. It was knocked down in a tackle on a pass to the right-hand edge. He's, and the And the... Um, wingers picked it up, Corey Oates, and he's scooted down. He's got 10 metres on Reese Walsh straight away. Reese Walsh switched back on. Like, he he didn't just sit there and go, no, that was a knock on. He went and made that tackle. So if Sean Johnson can do that for him and give him the chance mm. just to play football, he'll step up. Sean Johnson actually explicitly talked about that, Kempe. He said uh, he also he also mentioned that he had been Reese Walsh's position. He was very generous and said he probably wasn't as electric as Reese Walsh. Well, young Sean Johnson, we know how electric he was. But he said I was pushed through into first grade and have the pressure of a club on my shoulders. I understand what Reese is going with, so I want to be able to help him there. Yeah, look, I mm. I got a story about that. I was I had Sean Johnson in the Kiwi team. And, and as the manager, can we can we finish this on the other side, Araha? I want you to 100%. hold that. I want everyone to stay with us because I love I love where this is going, and we don't want to we don't want to miss this. All right, Kempi's going to talk about Reece, uh, sorry, Sean Johnson uh, in that Kiwis environment right now. It is Araha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand, and make sure you tell us what you've seen from Sean Johnson and what you want from Sean Johnson. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kennards higher phone line is there for you. Here's Araha. SNZ, 27 away from 8. Richie on the Kenata phone line in just a second, but it's all about golf and Masters Week. If you're waking up, Tiger is playing. Yes, the plane has landed in Augusta. He's cruising around. If he can walk 72 holes, he will contend. Steve Elker, well, he's been flying the New Zealand flag on the Champions Tour. He knows all about keeping his body in good shape. We caught up with him just before and found out what's going so right for Steve. First of all, it is a second career for me. It's kind of a second wind, and and you know I want to take advantage of that. So you know, just working a bit harder and, and, and trying to do the right things. But you know, it's it's amazing how it's kind of I don't feel as much pressure out there, and um, I think I'm more relaxed. Oh, embrace it, Steve. It's so cool to see you succeed. Uh, old guys still doing it, Tiger. As Steve said, there's no reason that he can't be in contention. Is he top ten? Five dollars. Eat it up, Kempi. We left off just talking about Sean Johnson. Richie's on the line. We'll get to him about his expectations this weekend. But you had a little anecdote. Yeah, mate. Look, I'm just wrapping it up. Back in when I had Sean in the Kiwi team, and I was managing the Kiwi team, and he was under a lot of pressure from Matty Elliott, who was coaching the Warriors at the time, saying that you know he's got to step up. He's got to win us games. You know he's not doing enough. And and I could see his demeanour really changing and that pressure really getting onto him back at um, back at that time. So I, I, I called him up. I just said, hey, Shawnee, let's go, and have a, let's go and have a coffee. And I basically said to him, hey, man, you're a really good footballer. Your coach is saying all the wrong things to you. He doesn't need to put that much pressure on you. You just need to concentrate about, you know, what you've learnt in the Kiwi camp and, and go out there and deliver on the football field. 
What I'm hearing from Sean Johnson now, especially when you're talking to like the likes of, of um, Reese Walsh, is mate, he's he's now got that wiser head on his shoulders. He's saying, "Mate, I've been there. I've been there, Reese. I've you know, made some good decisions, bad decisions. Just listen to me, mate. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you get through this." Beautiful, beautiful, Ken Pete. Love that story, and uh, and that's great from you to be able to see that on a young player and and use your experience and, and your kind of fatherly figure. Take the young man under your wing and uh, just just lead him in the right direction. So great work there, mate. We're going to get Richie on the line, and Richie's got his expectations around Sean Johnson. Now I think we have a few questions for you, Tony. So Richie, good morning. Morning, gents. How are we? Morning, Richie. Very, very, very good, mate. What do you got for us, bud? Hey, mate. I just want to see more of um, Sean Johnson. What he did on the weekend, um, keep his kicking game on. But I want to also let uh, see you know him talking to Reese Walsh and saying, hey, well, should jump in the line and, and have a crack, have a, have a running game out at the line. Cause, and, and just getting Walshy and Tavita Harrison and the wingers were involved running off mm-hmm. the, the forwards, I felt like we missed a couple of offloads um, to extend that scoreline on the weekend where the forwards were making great breaks, and but there was no backs or there's no one there supporting and, and that. So, yeah, I just want to see more of that. And I just want to, um, yeah, you know, like, Seeing um, Harris Devita, like the way he played on the weekend was his best game by far, and I think that's just Sean just saying, "Hey, mate, take a breath and let's let's just calm things down and let's get through the set." Yeah, look, look, Richie. Sean made a really good point yesterday. He said, "I'm still finding out who to go behind. You know, I've got some really big boppers up the middle, and I'm just finding out who who I can go behind." It. If you have a look at Brandon Smith at, at Melbourne, for instance, he's got the quickest play the ball in the comp. So Harry Grant gets out from dummy half behind him, and then the blokes come onto the ball. Pepin, it's the Brandon Smith, Harry Grant out of out of the, um, dummy half really quick, and Pepperhausen hitting small holes against big players and scoring tries. When Sean has finally decides where that happens, Reese Walsh is going to step up, mate. They're going to they're going to actually, if they can do that, step up and make some real um, inroads in through the middle of the ruck. The problem we have at the moment, and Izzy's touch on it, is that they have to complete sets. So the big guys aren't offloading, but as they get more confident, they're going to start freeing the ball up. And when they start doing that, then we've got Sean Johnson on on second face play. Then we've got Reese Walsh on second play face play, and we know how lethal they can be. So we've just got to be a little bit patient and hopefully Sean can do that for us. Because Sean's the key. You know, we take he, he doesn't deliver that part of the of the game management. These guys are never going to feel comfortable about offloading the ball. Reese is never going to find his, his good space. Richie, do you think they can um, knock North Queensland off this weekend, man? Oh, mate, I've already got the bet on. Um, <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> Love it. Yes. I, I, I think it'll be close. I think it's, the margin will be 1-12. to 12. I also thought that against the Broncos, and it, from the first rounds to the team I saw on set on on the weekend, it was two completely different sides. And I, I think having you know Sean Sean isn't that hot stepper like he said he what you know like he used to be, mm. but he, he's, he's still got the he's still got the moves and that you know that first try to Jesse Arthur's that pass. I don't I don't think you know even Nicarima or Ash Taylor could could have got that pass away. It's I think he's mm. he's opening the eyes of that team, man. Yeah, what a point. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd I'd love to see Cody come out, come on, and um, have a run at dummy half. You know, mm. put three playmakers mm. out there. You know, Wade, Wade Egan, yeah, he, he he's a playmaker, but he's also, you know, he he doesn't mind getting in and, and tackling, and he, he's a 
he's a big bash. You know, he doesn't mind getting bashed around. Um, but put put Cody in there for for a couple of sets and see see what happens. Yeah, and, yeah. Bang on, Richie, and and you make a really good point. Sean Johnson does have a class, bit of class the others don't have. That's awesome to have you on the show. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Anytime, you are always Cheers, welcome. Richie. There's a great message Legend. around expectations from Richard here. Richie and Richard, the R's getting it done up front. The big boppers in the middle this morning. Be like the R's. After this, Ken Brecken from Maggie's Magnesium Range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $3.19. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. We've got Tony Kemp and Louis Herman Watt in the driving seat today with me, Izzy. And uh, I'll just read a quick text. Here we go, Fano. Any player to shoot all four rounds in the 60s? That is paying six bucks. At the Masters, that is from Brett. That is good gravy from you, Brady. Any player to shoot four rounds in the 60s is six bucks. That could be a get. They'll need a lot of work and a lot of effort. Anyway, a lot of help, I should say. And speaking of help, I need all the help I can get. And we, our next guest is going to give me that help as well. Eight days. In eight days' time, we'll be at Cambridge Raceway for the Race by Grin, screaming our main man, Marky Purden, and our boy, Self-Assured Home, as he tries to run over the top of them. It won't be easy, though, because the field is stacked, absolutely stacked, and that's because the slot holders have worked very hard to find themselves representatives that can take the cash. When it comes to supporting daring, horticulture, equine, sheep and beef, Hydroflow lead from the front, and Hydroflow also lead from the front in harness racing with Ken Bricken of Bricken Farms being a huge supporter of the industry, and the race is no different. So one of our competitors, yes, it's Hydroflow, and Ken is on the line now, and he's going to give me a bit of help with my life sentence block. Morning, Ken. How are you, mate? Morning. Morning. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> All right. Where do, I, where, where do I start, Ken? Where, where do I start? Okay, so irrigation. Irrigation. I've had a fair <laughs> few problems. Um Yesterday, I'll tell you the story. Anyway, yesterday morning, I hit the pipe. I hit the pipe, uh, the pipe that comes, uh, that that gives me my town water supply, and it's gravity fed to my tank. You know, I've hit that, so I've hit pipes galore around my section. Just, just tell me when I'm, when when someone's, you know, building a lifestyle block. Do you recommend they take photos of where the <laughs> pipes are going and do a map layout, or, or anything you can kind of help me with there? It, it, exactly right, and I've got the same problem myself on the farm. Our water up mains gone everywhere. So I'm meant to be an expert. Do you think we can find the leaks? No show. So I would recommend it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Okay, quick quick question. Here's one more question I've just been humming and hiring about. Because I live in Christchurch, she's very cold here. And so I've piped one of my troughs along the top of the ground. And obviously it's exposed to the elements. Do you recommend I trench it under under the ground so it doesn't freeze? Or will I be fined with... Uh, with it being above ground, then it won't freeze over and, and pop off. No, definitely, definitely should bury it. It's, it's probably a must. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a must, mate. So it's another another problem you've given yourself. Oh, Not only that, the, okay. su- the sun will make it deteriorate in time as well. So I would say get out there with the best shovel, best spade, and start digging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the best bit That's of a hundred meter trench. It's yeah. the best bit of advice <laughs> in there. Yeah, Put a few beers on for the boys. That's what I'd say. Get them around. <laughs> there's, there's two things. There's two things wrong with that, Ken. One, he's got 
short arms and long pockets, so there's no bears coming. Yeah. And two, yeah. I don't think we'll no ever mate. see Izzy on the no end mate. of a shovel. <laughs> I thought you were going to say no, mate. <laughs> hey, anyway, let's move on. And that. Let's move on, Kenny. We've, we've gone. We, I don't think anyone can help Izzy. He's on that lifestyle block for a reason. And uh, yeah, when the punishment's finally done, he'll, he'll, he'll realise that there's no one that can help him. But he's got to go through it. Mm. Just tell us, Kenny, so why harness racing? What, you know, what'd you, what, what made you get into it? Well, look, I think uh, going right back in the day, a lot of our customers... Um, particularly in the farm sector, um, you know, farm source and farmlands and PGG rights. And a lot of those blokes are obviously involved in horses, have horses at home. So, um, and, and I think going right back to my grandfather was involved um, and my father's always loved horse racing. And um, we just saw harness racing, me and my late brother, as, as a way of, you know, doing something a bit different. And we were mad on our sport. You know, we'd getting a bit old for bloody rugby and league and um, we thought, no, this will be great, you know, just getting out in amongst it and with a lot of mates and we got the bug with our first horse, Magera, and uh, it seems, seemed a, an easy game back then. We paid 35000 for it. It was a hard case story behind that, but she went on and became two-year-old of the year and dare I say we got the bug for the game and um, a lot of horses since and ended up buying, uh, buying a stud farm. So there oh, we go. So, so we've, we've got them running around everywhere with a lot of nice, leaking pipes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, 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 know, so, you know the question then, Ken. You know the question. What have you got for us, mate, this week? Have you got, you, obviously, if you've got a stud farm, you've got a form book. Does he, ne- he need something to pay for that pipe? Well, look, I mean, let's talk about the big race. I mean, it's pretty exciting. We've got uh, two entrants in the race. We've got um, uh, Spankham uh, for our slot, and we're very excited about him. Uh, I think it'll come down to the draw. We've got South Coast Arden in there as well. Two two horses that are exceptional. And, uh, of course, the one to beat is that horse, Self Assured. I think you know a little bit about that. Um, but it'll be a great <laughs> race. And, and, and uh, what's fantastic about it, we've got um, horses now, two from Australia, or three from Australia. Yeah. So, you know, we all know that. The the trans-Tasman rivalry, it's a, it's a great thing. So it's going to be a very, very exciting day and an exciting race. Mate, mate I, tell I, us about I, this race. Put your money it, on Spankham. Put this... your money on Spankham. <laughs> Spank, <yeah. laughs> well, wash your mouth out, Spankham. <laughs> He's going to do no, a bit. He's going to spank Our listeners, mate, about, about a handful of our listeners are going to get paid if... Uh, Self-assured wins, and we want to be—we're all about our listeners, so we want to get them paid, mate. Quickly, tell us what 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 a race like this, a slot race. What has this done for the industry, the harness racing industry, mate? In your in your eyes? Well, look, it's 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 quite novel. I mean, uh, having like in my case, a company actually buy a slot, it, it's been great for marketing. We got a lot of interest from our customers, uh, and and hopefully they'll get and buy more pipes and fittings. But um, it, it, it's just it, it's just novel that you well, well, mate. That you're, where do I start? <laughs> Have I got a deal for you? Um, but, but, <laughs> and, you know, I think already, I mean, it's been a huge success in Australia. Um, you know, companies buying these slots. And it's just a great way, I think, of bringing new people into the industry. Um, great way to promote your, promote your business. And, um, and of course, you know, it, it creates also a great stake. I mean... It now has become the biggest stake race uh, for New Zealand harness racing. So it, it's really exciting. And, and I think that'll grow. You know, my understanding is, 
you know, they're expecting the stake to get over a million dollars next year. So it's fantastic for, for harness racing anyway. Yeah, no, you, you're right, Ken, and, and it's been really heartwarming to see the harness racing community get behind it and kind of support it, all the top trainers, owners, breeders, um, you, you know, sponsors. It's been really, really cool to see. Uh, and, we, we, you know, it couldn't be a better fit, really, Hydroflow and uh, Baz Nizzi for breakfast, or especially Country Clueless, because you're the plumbing, rural and irrigation experts, and Izzy is the... Uh, opposite oh, so it's like a match made in heaven um like irrigation tinder hydroflow and country clueless and baznazi for breakfast so we appreciate your support and i'm sure we might have to get you on every once in a while just to to hear the latest drama from dagville and sort them out looking forward to it looking forward to it <laughs> awesome. and, all, and all the very best for itself is short yes spank him too mate we'll see you down there at cambridge eh looking forward to it good on you guys <laughs> oh, I was going to ask him. I said, "I need a few elbows, mate. Where do I get myself an elbow?" <laughs> what, you're giving up oh, bending pipes, irrigation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. That, oh, look, I'm just yeah. yeah I sent you the photo of that um that pump, eh, mate? And yeah. The debacle. I've had to go rebuy a whole sheet of uh, sheep for the shed because I've got to redo the holes. Um, yeah, I t- just thought pipe would bend a little bit easier than I that I kind of assumed. And what I did is I. I put holes in the shed without really measuring where the pipes would come through, and uh, now I've got four pipes holes, and only two pipes were needed. Um, mm, bit of a situation, lads. Sorry, just going off topic. Here. Any chance we go down and help Izzy dig a trench, Kimby? Well, there'll be no digging coming from, you know, I think I'll take Joe and Kez down. They're, what, a young couple of 20-year-olds, they should be able to, they be able to get oh, through 100. Mate. They should be able to get through 100 metres in half an hour, those two, but... Oh, Joe's hands are look a little bit soft. Kiz, mate, I reckon Kiz's a redhead, mate. He'd get through it. No worries at all. <laughs> mate, he's a, he's a pig. He's a pig. He gets straight in there. Oh, God. <laughs> we, have to, we have to get a working bee down in Dagville. Um, great to catch up with Ken Bricken, who was quite concerned, I think, for the state of Izzy's irrigation setup. But he also did say he had issues as well. So there you go. It's for all of us. Six away from it's eight. It's normal. It's normal. There we go. That makes you feel better. <laughs> it's six away from eight. Not far away to wrap up the hour. On the other side, we're going to talk some ANZ Premiership netball. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Coming up to 8 o'clock after 8, we're going to talk to Tiana, to Tiana Meturo uh, of the Central Pulse about some netball, the ANZ Premiership. But quickly, we spoke about Woods v Nicholas at the majors. I've got some stats. Total starts, 86 versus Jack Nicholas's 164 start at the majors. 15 major wins, 18 for Jack Nicholas. Five green jackets, six for Jack Nicholas. Seven runners up at majors, 19 for Nicholas. And 33 top fives to 56 for Jack Nicholas. So, look, the stats are saying he's had over 70 more starts at a major as Woods v Nicholas, and uh, they are only three apart of winning. So, look, some interesting stats, and who will go down as the greatest of all time? The debate will be debated forever. Anyway, we're off to track down some McCafe coffees. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Test at home with results in 15 minutes with Helgen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ.
Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Tony Kemp and Louis Herman Watt with myself, Izzy, on your show for today. Baz is over at the IPL. We miss him. I spoke to him last night and uh, he said, when are we getting you on? He said, whenever you want, brother. So we'll get him on later on in the week and just get an update on how he is going. If you've missed that hour, honestly, you want to go listen to Steve Alka. Steve Alka is playing in the PGA Champions Tour. He's had two wins and he's had multiple second places. And, well, he just kind of shared what the kind of changes he's had to make or he's felt in his game and particularly in his mindset and the things he's doing recovery-wise and just all the little bits of detail uh, for, for all of his success as of late. And uh, if you've missed that, make sure you head to Baz and Izzy for breakfast podcast on the SENZ app and you will get that uh, inter- uh, interview with Steve Alka. He was outstanding. Coming up in this next hour, we're going to talk to Zoe Hobbs at about 8.40. She's an athletics sprinting staff for New Zealand. She's um, been doing extremely well over the day. So I'm going to read a quick text message uh, before we get off to our next guest. Morning, Louis. Very elegant. As an absolute champion. It's trainer as an absolute champion. It's the Kingston town. It's, King- it's the Kingston town of today. If it's paying threes or more, it's three red notes, and then you have 900. Not bad for two minutes of investment. That is from Kevin <laughs> from Titarangi. So he's following me in. He's a bit of an accountant. Very elegant. <laughs> he's a forensic he's accountant. In Cambridge. He's, he's, he's dissected the race. Uncle. He's dissected the race. He's gone on. Mate, you'd love that, is he? Because you want three red couple notes. Of, It'll pay for your blue pipe. Couple of crayfish, <laughs> eh? <laughs> couple of crayfish, lads. No, bet responsibly, R18, lads, eh? Only always. Wink, wink. All right, let's talk some netball, boys. Let's talk some netball. It turns out on Sunday it was all about thrilling finishes, and while the Chiefs and the Hurricanes were battling it out on the field, the Magic and the Pulse were going down to the wire on the netball court. Both games ended in a one-point victory, but it was the Pulse who came out on top in the ANZ Premiership to even the scores for the capital. The final minute saw a trick shot, a circus-like balancing act, and one clutch long bomb. Amidst the drama was Pulse shooter and co-captain Tiana Maturado, and she joins us on the line now. Kia ora, Tiana. Morena. Kia ora. Kia ora. How are you doing? How are you doing? How's, it, how's the recovery been, and, and, and how's... The you know, last couple of days been since that pulsating game against the Magic. <laughs> yeah, it's been good, filled with um, lots of recovery, but we had like an unexpected conditioning session yesterday, so I'm a bit sore today, but um, so everyone's on a high, <laughs> and just grateful that we got a win, really, yeah. What did you have to do uh, in that conditioning session, and, and you know, why it caught you off, off guard? Obviously, you've just had a great win, you think you'd be able to relax, is it? the coach's plan to just keep you on edge and keep you on your toes? Yeah, yeah, we just, just running. We just had to run um, a shuttle <laughs> yesterday, which was never pleasant. Um, and like I remember before our first game, when Yvette was out with COVID, my mum was coaching us and she threw in like a surprise Bronco before we were supposed to play, which was not nice. So um, it's not surprising to me that we had that yesterday, but no, everyone's doing good. The coach, Mr. Seniors, Tiana, just taking a little bit of uh, a little bit easy after that win on the weekend, um, and just thought she'd take it out of yous and and flog yous and bring yous back down to earth. Hey, I actually watched the game that last ninety seconds. Like, take us through it because mm. it didn't look like you had it, 
you know, and then all of a sudden it was frantic through the midcourt and ended up down the other end of the other court before it flew back down your end. Um, just take it. What, what, what was going through your minds? Was, was there any banter going on? It was just, oh, honestly, it was just, it was chaos, if anything. I remember, like you said, it was frantic, and for some reason, I never felt in the game that we were going to lose, but certainly it was neck and neck that last 90. But um, it was just, you know, that shot by Bailey, like, backwards, and I feel like everything was just so unexpected, and it was just... um, you know, lots of interesting things are happening. And then to think that we scored with, I, I believe it was seven or six seconds, um, was interesting to say the least because I felt like there were so many opportunities throughout the game where we could have um, pushed a lead out and then we couldn't. And so I, I, I guess it was just a relief, really, and um, that my buddy was able to score right from the edge of the circle, which I had full faith in her as well. So... <laughs> Yeah, look, like I said, it's grateful that we won. <laughs> and that Talk shot from Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, what about that yeah, shot from Bailey? That shot. Loki. <laughs> oh, that was... <laughs> I remember looking at Wit, and I was just like, oh, my God, what's happening? <laughs> but, no, it was just... I remember um, Aaliyah and I went to chat to each other after the game, and when Aaliyah and I played together, together in 2018, she the same sort of, it was the last few seconds but she was playing for the Mystics at the time and she quickly did the shot quite similar and then we ended up losing so at that time when I saw that I was like no, please no I don't want to do that again <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it was one of those freakish things that you, you, as a fan you love to see it but as an opposition you're like what's yep. going on but luckily yeah. You, you, I know. you got your things together, you got down the other end and you got the rewards, whereas a week before, I know you went down yeah. by one shot. So talk to us about that two-game stretch uh, for, for you. How uh, you know the, the two, who, how'd you find the two-game stretch of coaching? And then your mum. Your mum stepped in to, to help out on the coaching scene. <laughs> how was that? <laughs> was she into you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so funny because she only rips into me when I play really bad defense, which actually is quite often. So she she has a word to me, but um, she is her approach to coaching. I feel like is quite simplistic, and she um, actually doesn't talk to me as often. But I feel like that's because we're trying to establish like a um, that common ground where it's not biased and things like that. So, and also she's trying to help me develop as a player in this space. So that's sort of. Um, the interaction, the interactions between us two probably don't happen as often. But in terms of the just having her on board, it was quite funny. And I remember watching the replay, and there was like a, I think they had a camera close up of her, and it was just her yelling at me and Whitney, which was quite funny. Um, but um, yeah, the last two weeks I feel like have been really great challenges for us because we are quite a young team, and I think we're still learning. Um, just how to to close close out games, and there's definitely huge depth and potential. But I think last week last weekend was probably a little bit different to this weekend. I think we actually should have won last weekend, but like I said, I think um, the Mystics have had the experience and that showed in the last couple of minutes. And mm. um, I think we still need to develop in certain areas, but I think we're still. Um, we haven't reached our full potential yet, which is 
the most exciting part. So I'm looking forward to the next, um, just the rest of the season really, yeah. Yeah, growing and, and getting that hard-nosed about your performance and and not being afraid to to, mm. to boot someone up the the backside when they're not pu- pulling their weight. That's as soon as you, as soon as you guys do that, I can see you taking another step. Just just yeah, I, I just want to sort of have a little bit of an education um, session here. When I used to play, when Izzy used to play, like we wake up in the morning, we have like training in the morning, we have to go to the gym and do weights, and we at football all day, and they put mm-hmm. lunch on for us and all that sort of stuff. And then and then we had kids, yeah, and we still did the same thing. We picked up our bags and walked out of the house and left the kids at home with the, with the wife and, and went on about our game. What about, the, what about the netballers? Like, no one ever talks about the mothers that have kids playing in high-performance teams and having kids sitting on the sideline while they're trying to parent at the same time as being a high-performing athlete. How, does, how do you guys cope with that? Because I could never think of anything worse than having my little son or daughter sitting on the side. I took him to a game once. I lost it. I thought I'd, that was it for me, but how do you guys actually cope with that? Because I couldn't be able to concentrate. Mm. Oh, look, I take my hat off to the mothers in this game. I think I, we went on tour to um, England and KSMC brought their babies and it's just a lot of work and I couldn't imagine having to, you know, have something else to focus on um, as well as our job. So, it's similar to, you know, the girls who, who study and things like that. Just a lot going on on the outside. But um, I remember, I think, the first leg to Singapore, um, you know, some of the babies were upset and just nappy changes and things like that. And it was certainly not the most pleasant time for the mums. So well, I don't know how they do it, but they're like superwomen. So it's it's just, um, I think also we do, we do have really good sort of um, processes in place and we've got really great support systems for them so and Mm. particularly in other franchises too so um, yeah I think that's kind of one of the things that we're most grateful for for the mothers and also just students as well and the girls who work outside of netball who teach and things like that Um, there's always that level of support for them that's a great question, Kempi. It's something that probably never gets spoken about uh, very often with uh, you know the wahine tour in our game and when they're having to do a lot of travel around the world and, and our mothers. And we know how important our mothers are. I'm a mother's boy hard through and through, and I need my mum, and I needed my mother. So, uh, you know, I take my hat off to, to you girls and with what you've been able to do and being able to perform like that. So uh, it's awesome work. Uh, talk to us about putting the black, uh, the black and yellow dress on again. I know you played for the Steel last year. How's that been for you? Is it has it been an awesome moment in, in your career, getting back to Wellington and putting it back on? Yeah, it's been so cool, and I think it was just um, to be back with my really good friends and the one who and the ones that I've kind of gone through this level with. I mean, I obviously started mm. at the post when I was really young and. Um, just mm. went down south for small game time last year, which I actually loved my time down south. Um, met the coolest people. They have such like a humble, hardworking culture at the steel. And they, um, I think I really admired their tight-knit community because Invercargill is, qu- is quite small and they just lived and breathed netball. So I was really grateful for that. But um, to come home and also take on a leadership role was it's just, it's very humbling. And I'm also really grateful mm. that I've got such great, bunch of girls who support me and who can also take on um, tasks by themselves, which 
I think is really critical. So I've been um, really enjoying it and I've been co-captaining with Kelly and she's just on top of all the admin stuff and all of our compliance and COVID measures and things like that. And I just do all the yelling and talking on court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to have a uh, balance and, and relationship like that. I absolutely love it. Hey, uh, we're going to exactly. let you go really shortly. Um, just before we do, you're in part. You're part of a Silver Fern set up last year, and uh, you had a bit of a taste for it. For you this year, what, what do you think you need to do so you can be a more uh, consistent uh, player when you get those opportunities for the uh, the Black Ferns and be, you know, part of that team week in week out? What was something that you are trying to do this year? If you're able to share it with us, oh, I think it's just about continuing to get fitter and stronger. I feel like that's always. Um, I feel like that's always kind of what people strive for and just as a shooter just those kind of um, one percenters like practicing shots and just practicing my craft but yeah I think if I just focus on our team and my pulse team and um, how we develop as a collective I'm pretty sure but at least I feel like those one percenters will shine through and I'm sure I'll see some sort of development in those areas but yeah, I guess it's just taking it day at a time and um, hoping to improve slightly Awesome, awesome well we'll be watching uh, this year with interest Tiana Maturo. she is part of the Central Pulse and they are two from four this year and uh, they've had a pretty tough win and a tight win that'll go a long way to building confidence for the season so congratulations and all the best for the rest of the season thank you Tiana Kia ora, thank you, kia ora. bye. Kia ora, kia ora. Awesome, awesome to be able to have a chat to her. And she spoke about fitness. And, and when you talk to all the black, uh, the silver ferns, fitness is always the number one thing that comes out of their mouth the first time because obviously of Dame Nolene Tauroa with how hard she uh, she trains them and things like that. It reminds me of Gordon Titchens, eh? Every time you hear from someone that's been part of a set to set up, they always go back to the fitness, the grind, the hard work. And uh, I've uh, yeah, no, Dame Nolan told her she is definitely like that. So that was that was awesome. Love that little interview, Kim. Yeah, it's a re- it's a real level of um, getting stuck into the players when you know they may may not have their feet on the ground. Is you just get them back out there and mm. and put them through the through the ringer and and get some fitness into them as long as it's you know not going to be to the detriment of the rest of the week. But I can see lo- still a lot of coaches would do that these days. Um, you know, yeah. there's nothing like taking the breath out of someone and saying, mate, you're actually here to do a job, not like get your head Did out of the clouds. Did you do that, Kempe? Oh, 100%. Did you get every, them right on in the, the, early, in the Monday, in the, out there, In the, the early line. days, in the early days, because that's what I was. I was the head trainer there for, for the first couple of years of the Warriors, and one of the things I said to Daniel Anderson when he um, hired me as his assistant coach was he asked me for my um, philosophy on, on what we thought we needed uh, to get the Warriors to win. And I said, mate, we can play. I said, every Kiwi can play football. I said, they've got skills coming out the back end and back end of themselves, you know what I mean? But the problem that we have is we can't last 80 minutes. So what we're going to do mm. on this side is we're just going to get them fit. And the boys will tell you, Monty will tell you, like, they just trained, mate. You know, like, they were getting flogged week in, week out. But the difference was we made it real fun. Like you know, introduced con, um, con games and made them just deliver their skills and 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 react under pressure and stuff like that. Um, but like when when Tiana was just saying there, if they had their heads in the cloud, mate, they were straight out there on the pitch. Like get out, mm. right? Let's go. 
You know, and if they and if they blew up, I remember Francis Malley mate came back to training one day, <laughs> and they were doing Californians. You know, like so, they were they were flogged, and and they used to all wear heart rate monitors. And we never had um, GPS at that stage, and we'd take heart rate monitors and we'd and we'd judge sort of you know how's their heart rate going, have we had them up long enough, you know, are they getting fitter, you know, just like horses. And um, he came back and he threw his heart rate monitor at me on the ground. Like he walked up to me and he and the boys were handing me the heart rate monitor. They knew, like, don't piss the coaches off. And he just threw his on the ground. like. And I sort of, I'm like that bloke, like, what do you think I am? Like, you're slave. You, do you think, you're expecting me to pick? I, and I gave him that look, like, do you think, do you think I'm going to pick that up? And the boys all looked at me and I said, get back on the line. And they just, mate, they all looked at him and he he ran to his heart rate monitor. He said, "I'm sorry, Kipper, here it is, here it is." Here. <laughs> and I went, "Nah, get back on the line." <laughs> so it's sort of a real leveler, you know. When you when you're taking people's breath away, it puts everybody on the same level. Honestly, Kimpy, you have gone soft in your old age, mate, because you've given Joe how many chances to have you a rundown and a coffee here in the morning, and you haven't put him back on the line yet. I'm oh. waiting for it to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still waiting for the hit ups. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the hit ups. Yeah, you know, the red trap. What you guys don't realise is I really like the kid. I think I think Joe's a really really outstanding kid. You know I like what you I mean? too, he, he just needs a he just needs a little bit of you know help with his dress sense and his choice of girlfriend <laughs> and his you know how to live with the flatmates and obviously how to cook. Um, but I like that. Yeah. You know, that's well, I can we can offer get, him some support. Get back on the line, Joe. Twenty one minutes past eight. There's some great texts on double eight double three. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Getting back to talk about <laughs> Sean Johnson <laughs> and also up. some great messages on racing. The Queen Elizabeth Stakes this weekend. Back in a minute, then Paul Whitey from TAB. Shop the Maggie's Magnesium Range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just three dollars nineteen. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Uh, 26 and a half past eight, and it's only taken us two and a half hours to get somebody who understands what's really going on to come through on the temper bedpost text machine. Morning, gents. Have heard from inside James Cummins' stable that Animo is feeling like a champ, <laughs> Izzy. Are you confused, Izzy? Like, that's your hey, horse, mate, you but you're going to jump on very elegant. <laughs> like, that's your horse. Animo. The animal. <laughs> oh, Louis. Louis, Louis, Louis. Mate, male galore today. Oh, and don't be silly. Don't get confused. Kimpy's tipping Jew ass. Nobody else is. Does anybody, <laughs> anyone know where this has come from? Uh, and JD, this is such a good pickup from JD. Morning, yeah. morning, boys. Great to see Cambridge start sending Probabil to Al Manzor. Real vote of confidence in the Stallion. Would have been an easy to visit a schnitzel like I am invincible. Cheers, JD. Well, JD, remember when we had Brendan Lindsay on the show and Brendan spoke about how he's, he's put her on a plane enough times. She's done all the – Probabil has done more than she they could have ever asked for Cambridge Studden for him and Joe, and they want to give her, you know, treat her. She stays at home. She is the queen of Cambridge Stud now, and they think that Al Manzor can be the, you know, the best stallion in the world. They truly believe that. So I thought when he said that that Al Manzor would be the choice, but you're right, he could have gone anywhere to in the world. He could have sent it. Cinerama might go to go to Al Manzor. Oh, quietly. so you did miss the Pur and Canto service? No, no, we'll take that the second one. Okay, perfect. Sammy Williams, <laughs> we'll be in touch. But that's a good pickup from you, JD. Yeah, um, nice. Paulie Mawadi, tab.co.nz. All the sports markets you could ever want, including the Masters markets, uh, that's where you'll find them. Paulie, 
Tiger Woods is playing, mate. Have you shortened him in a click again? <laughs> um, I think when we spoke yesterday, Tiger was the second best backed uh, player in the outright winner market for this year's Masters. Um, he's now the best backed uh, and currently paying $41 to win the Masters this year. Uh, Cam Smith, the Australian, uh, who um, has been in a rich, rich vein of form, of course, coming off that victory in the Players' Championship. He's the second best-backed golfer in the outright winner market. Uh, and then we've got Victor Hovland, Justin Thomas, and John Rahm filling out the top five best-backed golfers in the outright winner market for this year's Masters. Oh, see, there's there's something about Tiger Woods and the Warriors. It's like they people just can't get enough, even if they what know. A <laughs> even if they know it's not necessarily <laughs> likely. Although I'm kind of starting to believe. Like yesterday, I said fairy tales don't really come true. Paul, do you think he can actually win? And do you think the five dollars for top ten just for that bit of insurance is good money? I, 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 the five dollars on the top ten, I think, is. Uh, great value. I think uh, he's paying just over $2, I think, to make the cut. I think that's pretty good value as well. Oh, um, double up. He's not going to miss the yep. cut. Oh, crikey. Don't do a Zaki. <laughs> do not do a Zaki on us, Louie. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Remember what you did, Lou. Oh, he's... he's um. Well, look, because if he's not going to win, it's because he can't get through the 72 holes walking, not because he's going to be missing fairways. Everybody said that his iron play and his driver has been looking rock solid. Two bucks to make the cut. All right, let's go crowdsource some that's cash, a mul- boys. That's a multi-follow. Let's go, <laughs> let, let's go crowdsource some money. Uh, were you guys talking about the Queen Elizabeth earlier this morning? What do you like? Oh, yeah. Come on, Paulie. Kempi's tipping What do you like? What do you like? I, I just, I'm having a look at the final field market, and... I can see Zaki uh, at four fifty, and Animo also at four dollars and fifty cents in the final field mark. I want to know who Louis backing, so I can put a line through it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, where are you going, Louis? I better stay true to form and say Zaki can't win off the top, um, and that means he'll probably lead up. Just drop anchor and then bolt in by five lengths. So, you know, I'll, I'll keep my powder dry at the moment, um, Paulie. I just want to I want to look through this a little bit more. I think this is probably the most even Queen Elizabeth we've had in a long time, and they're all stars. So, what's it very elegant paying? Three bucks, three fifty, three dollars, three dollars. She's the favourite. Oh, well, just so that you know, Paulie, Izzy's on it. Yeah. So you can whack it out the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> and we know. I'm a bit nervous <laughs> now. Three bucks. Oh, yeah, three dollars on very on, elegant. Paulie? Well, Paul, Paul, oh, yeah. Paulie, oh, we want to. We got it's it not something. Racing donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you who is racing donkeys this weekend. No, no we can't say that because that'll upset different connections. No one. They're all great racehorses, but there is a winner that we will find, and we'll let you know tomorrow, Paulie. That's a, that's what you call a tease, mate. You have to come back for more to find out who we've plunged into. Um, it's 28 away from nine this morning. DAB.co.nz. The lads are itchy for a market. Come on, give us a market. Friday, Awapuni, 28 away from nine. Aro here, here with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand, and John says Louis Tiger will miss the cut. So... Um, all right, we better not back him. Thanks, John. 28 away from nine this morning, back after Araha.
I'm confused. 25 and a half away from nine, and now Kempi's tipping very elegant in our group chat. We've got to work this one out once and for all. Nobody's got any idea what's happening. I could have sworn he said Jewass was a I was sending that to Izzy. I was sending it to Izzy because oh. he's got very elegant. I thought you were smarter than that, Lou. You would have yeah. worked it out. But I'm trying to give Izzy a hand up. Yeah, well, Thanks, we, we all... Thanks, because I love stopping the, anyone to our back. So thanks. Thanks, Kimpy. Maybe back everyone in the field a little bit and then go very elegant deep. There you go. Because somebody has to win. I do know that for sure. Uh, Champions League's rolling on right now. Liverpool's up 2-1 against Benfica. Man City 1-0 up against Atletico Madrid. Tomorrow, Chelsea Mad- Real Madrid play. What a cracking affair that'll be. And Villarreal and Bayern. If you've missed it, can Tiger win the Masters? Because he's going to play. You've said countless times throughout your career that you don't enter a golf tournament unless you think that you can win it. Mm-hmm. So the question is simple. Do you think you can win the Masters this week? I do. There you go. That's all you need to know. He makes the cut, John. <laughs> did you hear the man? He makes the cut, did John. You see the, did you see the practice rounds? He's hitting the pin. Mate, his short game's on fire. <laughs> he literally hit the pin from about 120 out. He couldn't be more dialed in. So there you go. That's all you need to know about the Masters. And if you've got a ticket on Cam Smith for about $32, hold that very, very close to your chest. Daggy, Zoe Hobbs not far away. On the top of your head, I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> I've already thought about it, mate. 11-1. <laughs> <laughs> but Liverpool wins You're going to ask one. me how fast I run my 100 metres? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't actually But you were very quickly oh. So you wanted to tell us Is that, yeah, your, fastest, is that your fastest 100 metre time? That's my fastest set um, That's quick yeah, that's, that's blistering It is mm. When was that? Mm. Um, that would have been high school oh, would, Yeah, wow. seven form at, at Lindisfarne College Nah, actually, don't quite. Look, I feel, I feel like when I think mate, about it, it's really fast. Eleven one is really quick. Eleven one is really quick. Like nineteen eighty nine. What's, what's Zoe Hobbs's record? She's uh, she's eleven one five. So oh, so you just quicker. <laughs> you you point five in a second quicker. <laughs> so what you've done here? <laughs> <laughs> no trick beating me. Well, gonna, <laughs> la, 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 la. Well, we, well, mate, she is a professional sprinter, so I know. we might have to... Nah, I, I, I don't know. I think I've jumped the gun there. Sorry, oh, Louis. It's all good, man. You said it. Uh, I was going to ask you who the fastest rugby player you ever played with was. Oh. Um, me, me. Fastest rugby player <laughs> I've ever played with. Rico Yuani, mate, he's really quick with the lights, so we do a lot of um, five-metre... 10 metre, 40 metre sprints at the gym and he's always um, sprinting some ridiculous times off the mark. So, yeah, he's probably one of the quickest, Rico. Um, Kim- yeah. yeah. Oh, Rico, chari- Chariots. Chariots by Country Mile. Chariots are fire. Mate, he ran out of, I think, half the time ran out of fear because he never wanted to get tackled and no one could catch him. <laughs> <laughs> he was lightning. Who, who was that old Waratahs player, Lockie... Uh, Turner. Lockie Turner, who, who I think they did a cross-code mm. sprint in Australia, AFL players, NRL players, and uh, rugby players, and Lockie Turner bit, smashed the clock and bit them all. I'm going to go look at his time, and if it's slower than 11.1, <laughs> we're going to have some big question marks hanging over Daggy. No, just a, just a quick story, just a quick story. A Lockie Turner in rugby, well, in rugby league, there's a Rocky Turner. Not Lockie Turner, mm-hmm. Lockie Turner. And I came back from a broken arm. It was a fourth time broke my arm. I wore that big Mal Meninga pad on my arm. 
And um, we sit on the sidelines. Rocky Turner is this young kid from Sheffield. He's bashing all our leads players, Barry McDermott, all them bikes. And all of the crowd, I'm getting wound up, mate. My first game back, come off the bench, I went off. They only had one camera then filming the game. He's come and tried to elbow me as I've kicked the ball. And I've come, ran around, turned back, camera's gone off me. And I've, I've whacked him with this pad that I've had on my arm, put him in hospital for three days. Anyway, we get back to the next game we play, which is like three months later. And uh, I drop the ball. He's marking me from the scrum, and they pass me the ball from the scrum, and I drop it. And I go to dive on it, mate. And two seconds later, I get I'm on my way up, mate, in the back with the knees. Like it would have, it would have looked ridiculous. Broke my ribs in my back and put me in, <laughs> put me in hospital. Young Rocky Turner, mate. He was fast. Two seconds as he had took, he got me back. Might have been a run eleven point one, but man had knees of fire that day. But just wanted to say, Rocky Turner, Rocky Turner. One, more, one, one could run. One was pretty nasty. Thanks for that, oh, I love your story time, <laughs> Kimby. I love it. Thanks for that. Thanks for my morning. That's love it. 60 seconds. No one's getting back. I'm hearing your daddy at Kingswell. <laughs> I ran 11.2 in bare feet. Teacher said that can't be right. So I ran the, the last heat also in 11.4. Lol. Good old days at Kingswell. Do you High. know what? I was in bare feet. I was in bare feet. I'm sure it was 11.1. <laughs> Straight up, I'm sure. All right, we, we, we're going to have to. Okay, we need to get off. We need to find out. Zoe, the first question for Zoe Hobbs is it possible that Daggy ran 11.1 in high school? We're going to find out after this Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yep, there's nothing sweeter than heading across the ditch and beating up the Aussies on their own turf. And that's exactly what our star sprinter Wahine have just done at the Australian Track and Field Championships, taking home four gold medals in the 100, 200, 400 and 4x100 relay. For Zoe Hobbs, it was more success in 22 after earlier in the year she smashed her own New Zealand record in the 100 metres. Zoe has been kind enough to join us this morning on SENZ. Morena Zoe. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Oh, n- no worries, no worries. It's good to have someone from Taranaki on any time of the, any time of the week. You must be happy with the, with the year so far. Zoe, just take us through it. Yeah, it's been a pretty big season so far um, and leading into a pretty big year but um, had a bit of a breakthrough this year in terms of dropping my time down quite a bit and yeah managed to successfully carry that through till the end um, as the Aussie champs as well so yeah I'm pretty happy with how it's all gone and hopefully just keep dropping that down um, throughout the rest of the year. Nice, so what are the, what are the little things that you've been able to do in your training or, or your running style or little you know bits of detail that you've been able to do that have helped you you know get your times down to where you want to be? Um, I think a big thing that I learnt last year was to ironically slow things down to speed things up. So an old focus that I used to have, like going into a speed session, would be just to go. 110% and the focus of the speed session would just be to run fast and then my technique secondary to that. I've sort of switched my um, frame of mind now to like focusing on the technique before the speed so that I can work on these small minute changes in training so that when it comes to racing they just become autopilot. So I think a yeah. big thing that's changed there has been my technique and making those changes slowly through through training. And then I think it's also just having an awesome team around me, um, James Mortimer, my coach, and Simon Chatterton, my strength and conditioning coach, as well as my physio, Livy Wilson, has been a great team this year and kept me in one piece and worked together on building a really good training program. Hey, hey Zoe, just 
on your schedule, like, you know, you've you've got all these um, trans-Tasman races that you're racing in, and I've seen you in the indoor champs, um, and also you've got some goals that you want to achieve. Just take us through your schedule, say, over the next couple of years. What do you, what do you plan to do in the next two, 24 months? Uh, in the next 24 months, so this year will be um, Oceania champs, and I'm aiming towards world champs and the Commonwealth Games, and then next year will be another World Indoors, so it'll be another good crack at running that 60 metre, which this year I was pretty inexperienced with, so hopefully leading into that one can get a little bit more uh, race experience before going into the major. And then there's another World Champ outdoors, and then obviously leading into Paris, so Paris is the big one for me. Um, Yeah, that's where my eyes are kind of set long-term. And then beyond that, more Commonwealth Games, World Champs, and future Olympics as well. Beautiful, beautiful. A nice, solid plan uh, in place for you going forward, Zoe. Hey, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think your, your, your best is 11.15 in the 100 metres. I'm looking at yep. some stats online. Elaine Thompson-Hurrah, she's run a 10.54. So is that, is that like yeah. a huge gap? Or do you, do you feel like you could um, you know, chip away at that over the next couple of 24 months, like Kempi's alluded to, and get to the to the sub-10s? What would that take, and what would that mean for you to get into the 10s? Yeah, it'd, it'd be huge for me. Like, I think any sprinter who could reach that feat, that's like an iconic kind of uh, time stamp. Mm. And if you're capable of doing that, then, yeah, like I said, it's massive. But in terms of, like, where Elaine is and I am, there's quite a big gap there. But I yeah. am hopeful that I can keep chipping away and dropping my time um like over the Mm. years i've consistently managed to chip away at my own personal best and drop it to where it is now and i hope that it keeps moving in that direction yeah and i think even this season i knew what i was capable of and although like i ran well i think it has been a little bit um sort of disappointing in some senses like even at aussie champs because i know what i'm capable of but it's just putting that down and um, like the Aussie chance, if I could have gone in fresh, had I not travelled, then I think I potentially mm. could have gone faster. But um, yeah, I think just yeah, next uh, over the next couple of months. Oh, yeah, very. Hey, Izzy, uh, Zoe says that anything in the tens is like is pretty iconic. It, but a little eleven point one or thereabouts is, well, I mean, someone that's pretty slow. That seems pretty iconic. Just around that number, Zoe, I don't know if you remember uh, Daggy as a rugby player at all. Um, pretty quick on his feet, especially prime, <laughs> like I'm thinking, you know, early Crusaders da- days. Like, I've he, jumped he, the gun he here was, and he's he going to embarrass me. He was, pretty, he was pretty nimble. Just give me your gut. Give me your gut. Do you think it's possible that in year 13 at Lindisfarne College, seventh form, Izzy and Barefoot, Be- Barefoot would have been able to run 11.1 <laughs> seconds for 100? Um, yeah, if it was hand time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was definitely hand stopwatch. He wasn't official. See, there you go. I did, Louis. Okay, that's fine. So, and downwind, do you reckon? <laughs> oh, I haven't seen downwind. Hey, Zoe. On she was the... Gale Force. She was <laughs> Gale Force. Uh, as he, as he, you know, he just wanted to you know, let us know how quick he really was. We saw how quick he was with an all-black jersey on. <laughs> rapid, he, he, didn't, he didn't go too bad. But just tell us a little bit about the, the competition, um, Zoe, that you have out there. You know, is it is it 
something that's too far away or you dead set believe in your heart that one day you will be standing on that podium as the world's best, breaking that 10.5 or whatever it is to get there? Um, yeah, like I said, I think 10.5 is uh, quite a way away at the moment from where I am, but um, seeing how things go in a couple of years, but I do believe that I'm capable of running sub-11, so we'll take that first mm. step first and then see yeah. where it takes me. Awesome, awesome. You've got to have that belief and determination. You've got that and you've shown that over the last couple of months. You've been running extremely well and uh, congratulations from what unfolded over in Australia and all the best for the next 24 months. We um, appreciate you coming on the show and sharing those little goals and things that are motivating you for the next uh, couple of months. So all the best, Zoe Hobbs. Appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. I actually think Zoe thought that it was possible. So there you go, is he? I reckon. He you, I, I think. Mm. I, I think that you, we can't write you off here. So I reckon just commit to it. Just say it with confidence. Eleven point one. Yeah, it was eleven one, and it was barefoot, <laughs> and it was a hand held watch. <laughs> what do you mean, say it with confidence? And I was confident. running against Ambrose. I was running against Ambrose O'Halloran, and he was wearing spikes, and he just put me. So he would have ran ten nine eight or something like that, you know. So, but yeah. You know, like <laughs> flash guy in the spikes, eh? Flash guy and this hoary, this hoary just jumps out of the van after eating a top up pie for lunch and just about beats him. The athletics champ of Lindisfarne College and this hoary jumps out of the van. Come on, there, bare feet, let's go with a triple e, with a triple x with a triple XL singlet, eh? Because they yeah. buy it for you in third form. You got to wear it for five years. Catching the wind, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that's gold. Oh. Well, Zoe is rapid as well, and she's got big, big things in her horizon. He's and, awesome. Uh, Ian Smith, he's got massive things coming up after 9 o'clock. We'll sleep on it. Smithy will know. He'll Smithy. remember. Yeah, let's he find out. Me. I'm sure Smithy's gone pretty close to 11 in his heyday as well. Minutes. We'll find <laughs> oh, no. We'll find out after this. It's six away from nine. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.